The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's October 2nd, 2023. No, you're not in the wrong place. We are not in the wrong place. It's main channel Monday, or as I wrote on my notes, main channel money. So clearly I am in the right place. It's uh, it's youtube.com slash Fightful. It's Fightful.com, and it is time to get in the weeds. I am Atrial Pearl, and Jeremy Lambert is with me every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We are typically over on our sister channel, Fightful Overbooked, but at the beginning of every single month, we bring you our two-hour morning extravaganza known as In the Weeds, even when we're exhausted after long wrestling weekends. Jeremy Lambert, how are you feeling? I'm good, Joel Pearl. I'm good. You got to give the people what they want here on Main Channel. There we go on Main Channel Monday. <laughs> got to give the people what they want. You need like, if there was an option to do like a pullout effect on the camera while you say that, we would just be, we'd be making money here. Yeah, what if I, I, it's going to make a pullout joke. Uh, <laughs> Probably a bad idea. All right, and then we we zoom out there. There we go. Actually, it looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. This is what happens when Jeremy and I operate this show on minimal sleep. So here we go. We got a lot of time. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, this is uh, this was a busy weekend. We, let's just, let's just clear it right away. I mean, we're gonna talk about it throughout the show, but at 11 a.m. Eastern, so about an hour from now, we're very excited to welcome AEW star Mike Santana to the show. He's going to be here talking about Warrior Wrestling. He's got a match Friday, October 6th in South Bend, Indiana. He's taking on Brian Keith, who you've seen on AEW Rampage, and you've seen on really everywhere across the Indies. Santana and Keith, they're going to go at it this Friday for Warrior. Jeremy, I'm excited for that conversation with Santana at 11 a.m. I am as well. Uh, shout out to Warrior Wrestling. They uh, hooked us up with that. Very kind folks over over at Warrior. Um, so yeah, Mike Santana, big big deal. Uh, he's got a lot going on uh, on top of Warrior Wrestling. You know, it's the four year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. He was a big part of that first show with the formation of the Inner Circle to close the show. So yeah, a lot going on with Mike Santana, AEW Warrior Wrestling. It's a it's a big show, not the big show as you were wanted to correct me on joel pearl what about go big show or can we do that we can ask we can ask mike if he is going to be the lead on the new season of go big show okay we should probably ask him yeah yeah guys leave a thumbs up hold on can we do can we do thumbs up leave a thumbs up on the video come on work bitch oh sorry (laughs) there we go we're already getting the golden dollar sign there we go (sighs) 
Listen, you're, I you're, feel like Britney can get away with that. No, like, she can't. Well, she can get away with it because she also has like millions and millions of followers compared to our main channel, which has 103,000 well, growing. So you know what? Just like John Moxley, just get the get the swear jar going. Like Spencer okay. Love over at Love Pro Wrestling, get the swear jar going. Okay, call back to our MRB interview from Friday. In fairness to me, I said the one word. And I did not follow up with another like I usually do. I feel that is great personal growth. Yes. The shorter things in life really get us through. And of course, you can donate a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Any amount of your question or statement read right on the air. Ryan Sullivan started us off literally as we went on the air. Main channel Monday for all us dandelions. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, There's Ryan. <laughs> and of course, pro wrestling podcast saying, Hey, I love wrestling. That is all. Well, we appreciate you. We love wrestling too, most of the time when people aren't being weird about it, right? Look at that. Look at the hearts when they, when people say they love wrestling. I love these gimmicks that I can do. I know. <laughs> I wanted biggest mistake ever. Yeah, I apparently can't do custom ones. They made that clear in the chat on Friday, and I did not have time this weekend to like look into it. But uh, I'm going to find a way, everybody. I'm going to find a way. Well, we got to find a way to talk about it and segue into it. So this is me doing it. Adam Copeland, former Edge. He made it over to AEW. He had his Sammy Callahan-like introduction <laughs> video. For those who don't watch Impact, that feature presentation thing that comes into focus, that was a Sammy Callahan staple for the last like six months of his run. So uh, yeah, that, that was cute. I liked uh, I liked the presentation. Uh, the match with uh, with Darby Allen and Christian Cage, the two out of three falls match, we'll talk about that. Really, AW Wrestle Dream, it delivered on a lot of levels. I enjoyed the show. I got a little tired towards the end, but that's just what it is nowadays. Uh, what did you think? Overall thoughts and uh, welcoming Adam Copeland into AW World. I'm going to agree with my guy, Trevor, here. Really spicy take, and I see why he did it, but I don't like Edge in AEW. He always struck me as a Taker HBK type who was loyal to one promotion. Right, okay, gonna... let's talk about it. Right. So I think my the thoughts on Edge have been clear over the years. Not a big Edge fan. Like, first off, first off. I will, I will say this. I'm happy for Edge. You know, I, I said this uh, when we talked about Jade Cargill last week. I ain't knocking anybody who wants to do what they want to do. It is their life to live, not mine. I ain't telling anybody how to live their life. Edge clearly wanted to go there. He wanted to have fun with his uh, pal Jay, even though Jay does not know who he is. Uh, but he, he, that's what he wanted to do. He said that WWE didn't have anything for him. He wanted to do more. Okay. That's his prerogative to do all of that. I'm happy for Edge. I'm happy for AEW fans. I'm happy for Edge fans who now get to see him in this environment. He's going to be full-time, so he's going to be on the show on Wednesday. He's going to be on Collision. He's going to be wrestling next Wednesday. Like, this is great news. I will say that this is great news for Edge. This is great news for AEW. Great news, really, for everybody involved. I don't have anything bad to say about that. The only thing that it's not a concern. It's a, it's a personal taste thing. It's a personal taste thing. If your personal taste is different, completely fine. Please do not let my opinion and personal taste influence how you feel about things. I'm going to make that clear right now. Not a big edge guy. Just not loved Christian. Always loved Christian. Still love Christian. He's fantastic. Continue to look forward to what he is doing 
in AEW. His match last night with Darby was great. He should have just won by countout after he nearly decapitated and, and murdered the man. But, you know, he's trying to clean up the ring and everything. And then they just brought the stretcher out. And he's like, what are we doing here? Love Christian. Um, not a big edge guy. There's good stuff for him to do in AEW. I am interested to see how, like, what he does. Clearly, he's going to be kind of feuding with Christian to, to start. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to get behind. I'm going to get behind Christian on that. Don't have a big desire to see him week to week, honestly. Like, his WWE run didn't do a whole lot for me. There was some good stuff with Seth. The Judgment Day stuff was long. He was brood edge several times. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm a little interested. I'm not like, I saw everybody going crazy last night. Hey, I was happy for everybody who went crazy and who felt something for that moment. Get personal taste. I didn't feel anything. I was just like, he's here. I got an article to write and a lot of words to transcribe. Now, that was basically how I felt when he arrived. So that's, I know I'm in the minority and that's fine. It is completely, completely fine that I'm in the minority with this. Again, if you are happy Edge is here, you are happy Adam Copeland is here in AEW, please, by all means, do not let my own personal tastes ruin your enjoyment of that. For me, I, I want to see Brian Danielson wrestle longer matches than Edge have a five-minute promo where he sits in the ring and the, the little spotlight and he goes, going to that place, guys. Let me tell you. Remember when he was like the floating CGI head? That was friggin' something. Listen, all I need is for Edge to destroy a laptop computer at ringside. The most memorable moment in the entire Edge arc is destroying the anonymous general manager. That's it. That's all I need. I just needed to break computers and and go ape at ringside. You know what? I know. Listen, I know. I know that that there's a lot of um, conversation about uh, about Vicky Guerrero outside of wrestling right now. But imagine if those two had been able to cross paths in AEW just one last time. You know what? It's not going to happen. That's just the first thing I thought of because we're talking about, you know, Edge's old feud. That's not great. If that's the first thing you thought of was the Vicky Guerrero stuff. Yeah, what man, is wrong with you? Well, he's not going to go over to Booker T and, and have a shampoo, you know, commercial feud. That would be fantastic. That culminates at WrestleMania 18 in Toronto, brother. That would be great. Would be I'm great. excited to see him working with, with Christian. I do. Redmond Survivor is AEW's track record of using Legends well has me excited for Edge. Hey, I agree with you. Their track record is good when it comes to that. Him being full-time changes it a little, a little bit. But Christian's full-time, and they're doing great with him. But some of the other legends are kind of not quite as full-time. And look, some of the legends, as as good as their track record is, I mean, people are talking about, hey, we're going to get the Hardys and and everything. Like, Hardys ain't, ain't meaning much in AEW right now. That's a team you throw out there to beat by whoever every single week i'm sure we will get something with them i'm sure matt and jeff are super excited to be like hey maybe we'll get consistently on tv again with, with edge being here but like hardy's and it's this is not AEW's fault by the way i think we can have an honest conversation about why the hardys are not trusted in certain positions anymore um but they they don't mean a whole lot on AEW tv right now they're just they're guys who get beat I remind you again, the last time that the Hardys as a tag team won a match, 
Double or Nothing 2022. It's a long time ago. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, let's let's get the Pro Wrestling Podcast into uh, Super Chat saying, I think I popped more about the fact that they got Metalingus more than anything. And you know what's even funnier, Jeremy? I don't know how many people have listened to the actual song by Alter Bridge. They got the WWE edited version because it doesn't open with that big, like, you know, da, 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 like it doesn't open with that. The song is completely different than the actual WWE cut. I find that funny. I think it's lame that they got Metalingas. I sound like such a hater today. That's you funny. do. What did you did you want Rob Zombie never gonna stop? No, I wanted when he was driving in the car, I was like, is that a 95 Durango? Yeah, my Durango. <laughs> That's the banger. Yeah, you want right never, there. never gonna stop. Yeah, you want yeah. Never- is that the Rob, is that Rob Zombie? Rob I don't Zombie know. One. Yeah, that's never okay. gonna stop. Yeah, Maybe. that friggin' rules. That's that's the song that I wanted. I thought he was gonna pull into the arena in the car, and we we're gonna get the Durango song. That's how I know it. And that would have popped me. Then I would have been excited for Edge. Him with the on this. I don't care about that song. That's fair. And the you know Durango, what? baby. Edge, Edge is a big Alter Bridge song. I'm uh, sorry, Alter Bridge fan. I'm sure he would love to be in a song by them. Uh, Judgment Day are using an Alter Bridge track that Edge introduced when he had turned heel. So there was clearly like a, a love there. And Tony Khan even said during the media scrum that, you know, it helps when the talent is friends with the band. They get a bit of a deal. Uh, and then he said, what? I, I wish Brian Danielson was friends with Europe. <laughs> uh, That's Europe's fault. Who wouldn't want to be friends with Brian Danielson? That's maybe. on Europe. Yeah, maybe Europe just needs to be introduced to Brian and share some ideas, and we'll be good. Why wouldn't we do that? Anyway, uh, the yeah, the Edge debut. Okay, so I kind of see where you're coming from. I kind of see your point. I don't fully agree, but I also don't disagree with you, because uh, the one thing I thought about with the full-time AEW contract, or a full-time, sorry, AEW appearance deal, whatever, is that sometimes full-time in AEW is not like, full full time it's not like they're going to be on every wednesday every saturday every friday they i don't know you, you kind of ebb and flow and this is this is a positive and a negative with AEW in that you can cycle out talent someone like edge getting cycled in and out doesn't really hurt edge as much in terms of star power and availability uh it, it whereas it might hurt somebody who's not you know in the business 25 plus years on top type of guy uh or not on top but at least fully featured prominently featured so for him I feel like whatever full-time is, I'm hoping that actually includes a lot of backstage roles, maybe working with talent and and getting getting them the opportunity, getting that talent the opportunity to work on new projects and work on new character development and just do some of that. And I, I, you know, some people are going to feel a certain way about Edge and uh, his own character development, but in his prime, Edge was doing some really fun stuff. He had a, He has a good knack for comedy, so I'm hoping that some of that translates. And more than anything, Jeremy Lambert, I need the Edge and Christian podcast to return to AEW's feed post-haste, like tomorrow. Well, they can't do it now because you got to protect kayfabe, brother. That's a term in the dictionary now, so it's that a real is, thing. Yeah. Um, so you can't do that now. Look, their podcast was great. That was one of my favorite podcasts uh, when it was around. Their show was fantastic on the network as well. I, I'll, I will say this about Edge. Right now, full-time appears to be every show. He's going to be on Dynamite. He's going to be on Collision. He's going to wrestle next week on Dynamite. So he ain't missing a show, at least for the first week. When it, when it does come to Edge, I got... Please, everyone, be clear that I am talking about the television performer here. 
I don't have a big desire to see the television performer. I can completely appreciate what he actually does bring in a backstage environment because he mentioned this last night in the media scrum as well, where he said he would sit and talk with guys about promos and try to give them advice. He, a lot of people talked about this when it came to edge as well. Uh, they said how edge would, I, I forget. It might've been did the thumbs up just like randomly happen. Um, it it might've been, Carmelo Hayes talking about how he would have like a, essentially like a promo class with Edge. I know Priest ta- has talked about it, but like Edge was very willing to always give this advice. And obviously he's been around for a long time. He's seen a lot of ups. He's seen a lot of downs. And so he is definitely 100% like qualified to, to give great advice and is a mind you should be picking if you are a younger talent as well. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. In that area, I think it'd be great when it comes to helping young talent and just trying to whatever they might need help with, whether it's promo structure, match structures, character, whatever it might be. Edge has seen and done a lot of things to where he's going to be helpful in that. So I think he's going to be very uh, well suited for that kind of stuff. I also I feel like I'd get along great with Edge because he seems like just a cool, chill dad. Uh, Loves hockey. yeah, loves hockey. I mean, Leafs fan. That sucks. Um, I mean, that's his own thought, though. Like, you know, what you can do. Uh, it popped me when he would, like, give give Beth a little love tap, and he'd, he'd get that nice grin on his face, and she'd be like, what, what are you doing? We're on television right now. I like that kind of stuff. Like, Adam Copeland. Maybe I'll love Adam Copeland. Wasn't a big Edge fan. This is Adam Copeland. In AEW, maybe I will love Adam Copeland. You loved the podcast. The podcast was Adam Copeland. I did, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's, there is credence to this. Maybe you don't love the the wrestling performance of Edge, but you enjoy Adam Copeland, the entertainer. Maybe, and this goes back to the whole, you know, did you expect Edge, or you know, what maybe uh, influenced his decision to join AEW? And you and I had a very long conversation about this a few weeks ago, probably couple months ago at this rate about what edges intentions may have been in renegotiating a deal with wwe at the time and you and i talked about the possibility of him wanting some sort of representation or some sort of uh opportunity for more film and television uh appearances outside of wrestling outside of wwe and that endeavor would offer that potential don't know what the deal is. Don't know. And we were purely speculating, but I still put it out there as a possibility. And he might, he might even try to leverage that with the, uh, with Warner brothers discovery. It could happen, but I'm just, I'm interested to see if edge is going to be 100% AEW or if he's going to try and, and still continue branching out, which is again, not a bad thing. You got to do what's great for your career. Uh, I'm just interested as to what edges plans are with, with uh, AEW and beyond. I mean, he's in the Percy Jackson thing yep. that, uh, that's coming up. And then um, he says he's full time. He says, I mean, ask my wife. She will agree with that. Stop um, it. You are the one who pulled that up. Not me. I am going to start getting messages. You're the one who added context to this. You pulled it up. I was not going to comment on it at all. You, you pulled it up. You could have just said you could have left, but you added, you added context. Because I looked up and I saw it. I'm going to comment on it. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? Edge. Edge. All right. Adam Copeland. Uh, you know, is it the Percy Jackson stuff? He says he's full time. He says he wants to be full time for as long 
as he could be full time. Again, what does that mean? Does that mean like vignettes sometimes, promo sometimes, matches sometimes? We shall see how all that plays out with him. I'm interested. I'm very interested to see like in ring how he does because he has wrestled a wrestled one style for 25 years. Um, and he's obviously in, in that style done gimmick matches and branched out and stuff. He's 50 now, something like that. Can he still do that kind of stuff? Can he reinvent himself a little bit in the ring? Uh, Chris Jericho for the most part has done well when it comes to that. Christian has done well when it comes to that. And, and Christian is certainly kind of played within his, his bounds of that. Uh, but Christian's hung with Kenny Omega. He had the great match last night against uh, Darby Allen. And Darby's an easy guy because he's small. Like he's going to bump around for you and everything. Yeah, Sting's kind of been able to do that. The difference, I think, between these guys and Edge is Edge has been the epic WWE guy. Christian, Jericho to a lesser extent, and certainly Sting. Sting was you know, never really in WWE. They weren't the epic WWE. Edge loves the 30-minute, let's tell this great, big, long story and just drag it out of you type of match. Like, look at some of his matches that he was having at the end of the WWE run and everything. The Orton stuff, especially. And I know that was the the start of uh, his return and everything. Even so, the matches with, like, Priest... Uh, Balor, like they just wanted to tell these epic matches and like it wasn't there. And I don't know if he's going to be able to tell do those kind of matches in AEW and he's going to have to be able to adapt that. So I guess the next question is once you move past whatever the Christian, Nick Wayne, Darby Allen, Luchasaurus, Sting and Edge or Adam Copeland story is what's what's next? What may, what would be what what works? What would be fun to watch Adam Copeland do? Where would he fit? Is he a title hunter guy? At he's going to be fifty at the end of this month, uh, by the way. So where does where does Adam Copeland fit beyond this first set of uh, storylines? I think they're going to get a while out of this, and then who knows how the landscape changes after that? You know, if he brings in. Uh, or if he turns, I guess, basically Christian or he turns and him and Christian unite as a heel. He's much better as a heel. Like his, his baby face work is largely just legend stuff, right? Like that's kind of why edge gets the pops that he gets. It's like, Oh, you've been around for a long time. You're, we like you, you the nostalgia pop almost. Hey, kind of like, look again, love Christian, Christian as a babyface, not as good as certainly this version of Christian as a heel. He's much better as a heel, but he'll get the pops to start with. And then we'll have to see after that. And then who knows how the landscape changes in AEW because it changes month to month at this point. I don't, I don't want them to do too much nostalgia stuff. I understand why you start them off kind of doing stuff with Christian because Christian is a focal point on the show. This is why I don't need like, a Hardy's thing right now uh, because they're not a focal point on the show. I know somebody said they're on TV every week. Yeah, but they're getting beat every week. So like, you know, they're not doing anything of, of substance on the television show at this point. Maybe, maybe Matt Hardy will get edges contract. Love the contract rights to edge 
Oh, that would be fun and weird. What about uh, Bully sent out a tweet not too long ago saying Team 3D is open for bookings. Do you think Tony <laughs> Khan is willing to play that game and have the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and Team 3D, just, even just for one one match or one month, just pay the fee and get into it? Is that... Well, first of all, the, the, I guess the WWE Legends contract does come into play for Team 3D, but... Do you I think it's still be Team 3D, though, right? Like, they can be, but I, I don't know how appearances work for a quote-unquote rival televised company. Could WWE put the kibosh on it? They didn't do it for RVD. So maybe it's a non-start and we're okay. Dude, if I'm if I'm WWE, I let them do all of this stuff. Like, yeah, you want to waste 20 minutes of TV time with these acts from 20 years ago? Go for it. Like, I, I would let them do that and people will be excited for it i'm not those people um because i don't team 3d i was never like the highest on them i i don't i don't have time for the, this kind of stuff in 2023 i like if they're going to be utilized well fine if they're just going to run back stuff that i watched 20 years ago well i can watch that in, when they were in their prime yep. and feel a lot better but uh, that's what i like that like sting is with like darby allen and things like that. Like I like that Christian is working with the people that that he's working with, and it's not like, hey, let me just run back matches. You want to do it as a one off? I like I don't need it as a, anything substantial though, and I don't need it taking up a ton of television time either. I got it. I got it. Okay. So that means so Edge and Christian. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. it's gonna be six person. It's gonna be Edge and Christian. They get Nick Wayne, of course, or Nick Cage after he's been rechristened after last night. Uh, you've got Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. They get Luchasaurus because dinosaurs. And then you have the Dudleys, the, the Team 3D. They get Darby Allen because they need the runt of the litter. They need their Spike Dudley. And now we're going to do a three-way trios tag match. No, not happening. I don't I'm like trying to incorporate. I, neither do I, but I'm trying to incorporate the, the history with the current day roster I'm trying to make something of this. Of, I'm really just reaching here. Yeah, I don't like any of that. No, stop it. Do the program with Christian, and then figure it out after that. Maybe it is a. Maybe you have to turn Edge heel after that. That's where the story is going to lead you. That's what the audience is telling you to do. Maybe the audience is telling you put the TNT title on Edge. If if that's the case, okay. And then we can get some hopefully some like fresh kind of matches for Edge. Some fresh feuds for him there's obviously a lot to do with him because it's a new environment for him completely new environment for him and and a lot of fresh stuff you know he mentioned like one work with guys like swerve and things like that like cool give me give me edge and hangman give me these fresh matches and don't sit on them i am sure i i am sure tony thinks that he's got three years or whatever to do this stuff with edge how often and we talked about it of like you gotta you gotta strike on these matches when you can because you don't know what's going to happen. Don't give me Edge and Christian doing nostalgia stuff for six months, and then all of a sudden you lose people and you lose matches that people want to see, and we never get to see them. Do some of these matches, do some of these programs while you got the chance. Edge has had a nice, very nice career resurgence over the last few years. At the end of the day, he's still fifty. He's even said that his body is kind of in the shape that it's in. I don't know 
how much he wants to to go at this point. Again, he does. He says he wants to be full time, but what does that mean in an in ring capacity? If, if he's taking bumps every single week, then he's like, "Oh, this kind of sucks." Actually, maybe I don't want to wrestle every week. So give the people some matches that they want to see. I think if they utilize him similar to Christian, which is kind of my inkling that they'll do, things will be largely okay. I feel like down the way we will have a tag with Edge and Christian for a little bit. And because we have to do the Young Bucks. We have to do yeah. Young Bucks, Edge and Christian. It just It's an inevitability. And that's okay. That That's a potential for a good match. You have to do Edge and Christian versus FTR because... FTR and Edge are our besties, uh, so that has to happen. But you know, it, it, there's a lot of potential, and and again, I bring this up because the potential is there, and it just comes down to how they use Adam Copeland, formerly Edge. It's going to take a while to do to to get the name right, just like when we did Brian Daniels. A trademark Adam. legend, legend like with Edge in oh, the middle. Edge. Oh, cute. No. It's awful. Well, when the doctors came down to deal with Darby Allen in the main event, I thought they should make a doctor as Edge. It should be Dredge. Dr. Edge, and that should be the... No? No? What is this? I'm batting a thousand this afternoon, this morning. Mm, you're you're definitely running on lack of sleep. This is... <laughs> this is two days of this. This is... This, this is rough, Joel. This is rough. The Super Chats will help. Chi-Town Spurs sent us one saying, an incredible show that only AEW can put on. So many different types of wrestling and ending on a huge debut. Lack of women's time remains the glaring issue as usual. Doesn't look like it will change now. I thought that Chris Statlander and Julia Hart had an excellent match. I think the crowd was into it. I think that both women won, even though one technically lost the match. Julia Hart looked great. She stood out in that match. Statlander gave her a ton. Statlander still looked dominant in the finish. I think it's hilarious and a little telling that Tony Khan put justified this is awesome chance for every match last night, except for this one. He got that one. He, he tweeted it like after the scrum. After the scrum, okay, well, I mean, you get enough people telling you to do it, then you do something about it. Maybe it was when he gave his phone to somebody else, and that person was like, let me just fix this shit real quick, get people off my back. Uh, no, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Chris Stat and, uh, and Julia Hart? And really, like, we may as well just get into the overall thoughts on the show, because we got a half hour until uh, Mike Santana joins us at the top of the hour. It was it was a great match, and I... It was a great stand-up performance for Julia Hart. I, everybody's praised her. I, I can only heap uh, as much praise as everybody else has done here. Her character development has been fantastic. She's kind of carried House of Black. That's an act that I'm not too into. We're going to get Edge in like House of Black, and I'm just going to completely turn off my television at that point. Besties. He's besties with Malachi, so it's going to be great. <laughs> um, They're going to just... I don't know how they're, they're just going to run into each other, but I'm like, nope, what else is on? Wait, let me let me turn on Bl- Love is Blind, okay? Um, no, nah, Julia Hart's been fantastic. Yeah, I think she's carried House of Black. I kind of thought they should just put the title on her last night. I understand why you want to continue to run with, with Chris Statlander. I get it, but I find Julia Hart a more compelling character than Chris Statlander right now. And now as... As I always say, it's going to be a lot about what's next. Like, it is. Is Julia Hart going to remain a staple on television? 
like getting good matches and being allowed to still showcase herself on TV. What is next for Chris Statlander? What, who is she going to feud with now? I like that she actually got a feud with Julia Hart. I think Chris Statlander's TBS title run has been solid. You know, she got to, she got the match against Britt Baker, which was a really good match. The Jade thing was what it was um, because Jade was on the way out. But like, that was a nice little wrap up of a story there. The Julia Hart was uh, a nice little story, but you, again, what is going to be next? How is she going to do open challenges again? Like, what are, what are we going to do? Uh, shout out Spurs, but let's make a good point. Julia Hart is going to get married, uh, I think, like within the next month. So, yeah, she'll probably be on off television off of that. People probably will be disappointed. Um, but when she comes back, where's her place going to be in in television? I'd like to see a Tony Storm, Chris Statlander feud yeah. coming out of this. The, the, the Tony vignette was great on on Collision. I don't know what Tony's doing. She lost to Soraya, the outcast, so it seems like she's off of that now. So I'd like to see Tony Storm and Chris Statlander do something that has a little, a little meat on it. Nyla Rose and Chris Stat seems... I like Nyla, but like, let's be honest about her place on TV right now. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It, it always seems like it's it's break glass, bring out Nyla. And, you know, she does the dominant woman in the division. She's bigger than everyone else. And then it's someone for, you know, Chris Stat to overcome, uh, to, 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 yeah, to overcome and trying to hit that uh, insert day here night fever move. And then it looks impressive. And, and that's the match. Uh, it's October, Jeremy. So, Abaddon is around the corner for somebody. I think they brought in Abaddon last October. I feel like it's been like two years since we've seen Abaddon. Fair. I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking across the roster, and you're right. There are a lot of names, but no one that jumps out at me. Ty Valkyrie would be nice to see. Um, you can bring Willow back around because that started but never went anywhere. You saw Diamante and Mercedes Martinez come back into the fray last night during the Zero Hour show. Uh, who knows? Maybe Thunder Rose is on her way back and she's going to be in the TBS title match feud. We could go there, but that that's a full gear match to me. What do you think? I'm fine with Thunder Rose. I don't know when Thunder Rose is coming back. Like a month ago, it was supposed to be two weeks. And and this was this was like over a month ago at this point. I have no idea what the latest is on on Thunder Rosa. So I'm not getting any hopes up for her until she's actually kind of kind of back at this point um like if if athena lost the roh title i think she would be great as a challenger for chris statlander but i i'll continue to say i like that athena is actually separate from aew because it makes her stand out more in roh and i don't think you want to beat your roh women's champion in a aew tnt title match because athena's first i guess she lost a willow so whatever but I think Athena and Chris Statlander's good program is my overall point there. BT dubs, not to be not I'm not I'm not tooting the horn yet, Jeremy. But Fightful Select reported. By the way, best five bucks in the business or best, I guess 51 bucks for a year because that promo ends today. So hop on it now over at FightfulSelect.com. Get all the news. We'll plug it a little bit later because we're on main. But there was the reports about a potential AEW pay-per-view in December. Talks about that. And the speculation that maybe ring of honor with final battle and maybe they move it to work with AEW. take a look at who all the champions are currently in AEW and ring of honor and you might have a case for that with that in mind 
if that's where you do Billy and Athena, like I said, if that's the AEW and Ring of Honor final battle, end of the year showcase, whatever it is, Billy Starks winning that AEW Women's World Championship would make, sorry, the, the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. That would make the best uh, the best sense to me and let Athena go into 2024 going after the AEW World Women's Championship. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I do wonder how many women want to be on the AEW roster side of things because they're getting good showcase time in ROH. I, Athena is getting very well showcased in ROH. She goes up to AEW. Does she just get lost in the shuffle a little bit? And, and I hope that wouldn't be the case. I think she's proven herself enough on there, but you've kind of heard ROH women who have been more in ROH talk about this of like, yeah, we kind of just get a little bit more freedom down there because AEW, there's limited television time. It is what it is with AEW. Could they do a better job with this stuff? Yes, absolutely. But it is limited television time. The people who are going to be used are the people who are going to be used. A or ROH, you get a little bit more time with that stuff. Layla Hirsch is able to stand out more in ROH that she just wouldn't be, she wouldn't have in AEW. So I, I do wonder if Athena is just, I'm sure she, look, she should be on AEW television. But if she's just cool, like, hey, you know what? I get my time on ROH. I, I'm able to tell a story here with Billy Starks. I'm able to have a good run. AEW, where would I fit in there? Would I get this same kind of time to develop everything? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. And, and again, I think that Athena did kind of get lost in the shuffle when she debuted for AEW and then going down to ring of honor and doing that, not even down, but just moving over to ring of honor and doing the things that she's done. It's kind of proven that there is a, uh, there's a benefit to being on the Thursday show. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's anything to add there, but uh, let's, uh, let's move. Let's talk about a different match. Do you want to talk about that six man? Do you want to talk about the 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 Don Callis family versus the I guess the Golden Jets? I know Jericho's asked about that. Uh, Jericho and Ibushi and Kenny Omega. Kenny loses another pay per view match. Jericho has lost another pay per view match. Sammy Guevara pins Chris Jericho. Kanosuke Takeshita looks great in that victory for his team. Will Osprey gets knocked the fo by <laughs> Kota Ibushi, and uh, yeah, that was. An interesting match. What did you think? By the way, shout out to Mel Coleman, who had that uh, wonderful painting of the Don Callis family's Last Supper style. <laughs> Loved it. It was... Coda looked good. Uh, yeah, Jeff Elijah said Coda looked a lot better. Yeah, Coda, Coda actually looked like the Coda Abushi that I, I know and love in this match. Um, like it, was, it was fine. They're doing a tag team match on Dynamite this Wednesday. Joel, what, what are we doing talking about this six-man match? Why are you going here? Do you know what match was on this show? The greatest wrestler of all time, the king of tantric sex, Brian Danielson, 
wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I don't care about that match. I want to talk about show. the match. I want to talk about the match that Jericho and Co. had to like lie on the ring apron for a good solid five minutes while everyone got their shit in. Oh, uh, we're gonna talk about Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. We will. I just want to go. I want to go through little bits here and there because I find it interesting that Jericho is doing a match in DDT with Kanosuke Takeshita, and that this feud is kind of crossing over into Japan in various ways, not just in appearances but also in matches. And I wanted to bring that up because I thought for a hot minute that they were going to have Takeshita pin Jericho in AEW so that Jericho could, get, or the other way around. Actually, I thought maybe Jericho would pin Takeshita in AEW, and then Takeshita would get the win back in DDT, and we could all make fun. Of it but uh no instead it's it's looking different but i like the idea that this is crossing over into different companies in japan that's really what i wanted to get to sammy got his win against jericho since he lost the singles match good on him jericho's going to ddt cool all right danielson wrestled zsj go talk about it for an hour yeah this is the match that we should be talking, not only this match, the commentary of the great John Moxley yes, that was utilized great. this man on commentary every single week while he's out injured. One, he just felt like a fan out there. The <laughs> His closing after Danielson win, he's like, holy shit. Man, man just felt, that was his cigarettes after sex right there. For John Moxley, just feet up on the desk. Like, damn, that was good. That was the good shit right there. He got he impregnated. He got impregnated on this one after that. That's Mox- how good Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. fucked this man on commentary. John Moxley became pregnant we after gotta, this match. We do have to talk about that. Mox, Mox just taking off the headset, standing up and being like, hey, hey, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's good stuff. Nigel getting under his skin of everything. Oh, yeah, he's been married nine years. Of course, he knows <laughs> what a hard life is. Moxley trying not to break on that. Excalibur trying to, like, eh, we got to go. We're talking about this. And Moxley's just like, Brian's into a lot of weird stuff. Tantric second. He really he, he reads a lot of weird stuff. Nigel being like, I don't care about his personal life great great mix john moxley rules the best the absolute best as far as the match goes as far as the match goes we knew it was going to be great right i had i don't want to say doubts i had a little concerns of uh, we knew the style they were going to work and would the crowd get up for kind of that style because it didn't fully happen in toronto with Okada and Danielson. And granted, Danielson got hurt. And so being hurt kind of changed the plans on that match. I don't know if he was able to wrestle quite the style in the match that he wanted to, and he had to bring the crowd up in other ways, which is why he brought back the yes chant and everything. Um, but we knew the style they were going to wrestle. And would they be able to get up for that? Especially after watching that Swerve and Hangman match, where the crowd was very into that, and that was a very physical match as well. Crowd got up for it. Brian Danielson, the greatest wrestler of all time, knows how to put together a match. Yeah, Dave says it, that uh, Danielson being from Washington helped. He's from Aberdeen. Get it right. Um, but yeah, which I guess that's, it's the state. Sorry. It's the I, same state. Hey, what are you mean? You're just being a jerk, Jeremy. My bad, Dave. Dave, Dave, you know, Dave, 
work. The pride of Aberdeen, Washington. There we go. Okay. Uh, yes. Sorry, Dave. Uh, yeah, Danielson, it being his his home state, it, that certainly did help. But Danielson also just knows how to put together a match. Zach Saber Jr. is so, so fantastic for people. I wish they had done a better job throughout the build of highlighting Zack Sabre Jr. in video packages and talking him up and things like that. I thought that was just missing from the overall build to this. Um, but yeah, the 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 blending of the, the technical wrestling with everything, with the striking and the the overall story that, that they were telling of just out grappling each other. And then Danielson finally just just firing up the the ending sequence with the the, the counters and then the knee so so good brian danielson rules the the best the absolute best to ever do it zach saber jr for fans who maybe had never seen him before this this is largely what you get every time he's in the ring he's gonna wrestle will osprey in a couple weeks that's gonna be a, a great match they always have good matches together so love this match love john moxley on commentary this is now my new favorite match of the year it was omega osprey one that's a match that i really really loved uh it's now danielson and zach sabre jr this is the match of the year to me brian danielson should be the wrestler of the year he's not gonna win it because of that gap that, because of the injury he should be the wrestler of the year he's the best to ever do it put all the belts on him tantric sex Okay. Pro Wrestling Podcast talking about the fact that uh, it looked like ZSJ rolled his ankle in one spot. So that was a, that was a dragon screw leg whip that Danielson was doing. And I, and I had the uh, the slow-mo gif that, uh, that I saw. And I immediately, I, my reaction was just like in slow motion going, Fuh! you watched his leg kind of turn around and his ankle roll. So yeah, that, good on ZSJ for just powering through it and having a hell of a match with brian danielson listen it was great it was a lot of fun the match was good the story was there the uh the ending was the sj not wanting to shake brian's hand i thought that was telling and i love a wanker <laughs> nigel mcginnis going all in on it was the best part he was just losing his shit being like the was- justification of of nigel who was a danielson hater clam digger uh and just the history that he has with Danielson and Moxley, who's like the biggest Brian Danielson fan in the world. Love when Danielson Moxley is like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's what God, like, oh, so good. Everything about this match was perfect. Everything about it was perfect. Professional wrestling, everybody. See, now this you is like pro wrestling. wrestling. This is, see, now you like professional wrestling. I like Brian Danielson, everything, and John Moxley. Everything else sucks. And Bret Hart. I don't really. I mean, he's fine. I heard he's very nice. Shytown Spurs sends us a super chat saying, "Apparently, Adam Copeland filed a trademark Damn. for Cope. That is brilliant." Well, some people are just going to need that today. Uh, it's just the way it is. Oh, I thought you were about to interject with something. <laughs> no, he did. He filed the trademark for Cope. I, oh, I never said. I never said he didn't. But that's interesting that he did. He's got. Listen, he's got a lot of things that he's going to throw at the wall in terms of owning him, owning stuff of his own. Uh, so you know, give him some time. Uh, Grayson Waller having the uh, "You're Welcome for the Rub" on the way out is is good stuff, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to all this fallout from Edge, Adam Copeland joining AEW, and who 
who says what about it. But it seems like everyone's everyone in the wrestling business seems genuinely positive and excited. The only people who are friggin' weird about it are is the, like the fans. Well, I said stuff. people in the wrestling business, Jeremy Lambert. I don't care what the fans think. I love y'all for being here, and I love that people aren't being weird in our chat. In fact, they're even leaving thumbs up and subscribing to us here, youtube.com slash fightful. But you know, you gotta you gotta call it the good sometimes. Speaking of the good. You want to talk about that opening contest between MJF and uh, The Righteous? Yeah, MJF is a great professional wrestler. I mean, the the man is just working. He's working Hogan right now. Like, that. that is who he's working as. He's, he's working work- as Hulk Hogan. He's working his image of what Hulk Hogan should be. And that's, what's, that's, the, the, that's how you should be seeing it. Because it's very hokey. It's very over the top. And you know what the best part is, Jeremy? When when it all comes crashing down and it hurts inside for everyone else, he is going to remind you and he is going to hammer it home that y'all got excited for a kangaroo kick and y'all y'all bit on a double clothesline. And it's going to be so much fun to watch that when he heals on the crowd with that stuff. But uh, yeah, match was fine. It was a quick, you know, less than 10 minute match. And I guess... MJF is still the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion. Tony Khan was just like, yeah, when Adam Cole's back, they're hopefully still going to be World Tag Team Champions. And I'm like, oh, I hope that wasn't a plan because we don't know how long Adam's out. And we don't know, you know, how how bad the injury is and what the recovery time looks like. Hopefully it's not too long if they want to keep those World Tag Titles on MJF and Adam Cole, though. Uh, we, we shall see. I think, you know, Adam Cole's scheduled for surgery. We'll see how long he's going to be out for. I imagine the plan was the kingdom at final battle. And again, who knows how long Cole is going to be out for at that point. Um, but yeah, MJF, incredible, incredible worker. It honestly, like he, he spoke about it a little bit in the, the media scrum. He's like, he, I literally call stuff like the triple indie. What the fuck ever. People are like, yeah, go on there. They're like, I'm doing headlock takeovers. He's getting a body slam over. He immediately tries to pick up Dutch, can't do it, back is hurt, and everything. He's like, oh, when he body slams this dude, crowd's going to go crazy. And they did. He's getting a kangaroo kick over. He's working, you know, the, the old Hogan style, of like how is Hogan a baby face? He bites people in the corner. He does back rakes and stuff. But everybody still cheers him. It's so good. This is This is why MJF is so great. Because he doesn't need to do all that stuff. And he understands that he doesn't need to do all these flips and dives and, and all kinds of stuff. And like, you know, he's tell he's uh, talking about Darby Allen's like, look, good on him, bless him. He's made of he's indestructible doing all this stuff. I ain't doing all that. I'm doing a different style. He's he's great. He is great at this. So now the big question is who is gonna win the inevitable full gear world title eliminator and face MJF for the title at winter is coming in December. And also who's MJF going to face at full gear. Swerve strong. Roddy strong. Let's go. Neck brace and all. Yeah. But who's going to win? Swerve's a good shout. Swerve. swerve. Do you do swerve in LA or do you do swerve at winter is coming? Probably LA. Yeah. Switchblade. What are we talking about? Switchblades there. Switchblade at full gear and then swerve at winter is coming. Have swerve win that co- the, uh, the, the, the world title eliminator tournament. I could see that. I still think hangman gets a win back against swerve at some point. Cause I think I, that's a series. 
Yeah. By the way, that that world title eliminator tournament has not been announced. This is just clearly going on the basis of AEW and Tony Khan's love of tradition. It is. Yeah. It is his tradition to bring that back. Yeah, I do like you know MJF kind of addressed that Jay White uh, attack. He said his mask got stolen, and then kind of left it at that. I thought they could have done collision. They just like showed the video of it, and that was it. Um, this is where I wish I know people get mad that WWE like hammers these things and whatnot. This is where I wish they would hammer a little bit more because that was a big angle to close Dynamite, and they didn't hammer quite enough on that to me for as big as they were trying to make that someone's asking why am i wishing winter on us already i'm not joel is just i am waiting for AEW to announce that uh, montreal is the winter is coming show it feels like it they 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 put a blue tint on the tickets so who knows They've been like in Texas for that, though. They've run that in Texas the past couple of years. And you want to talk about your traditions. Tony likes Tony likes to stick with that. He does. But here's the other thing. If they are potentially going to do an end of December show, Winter's Coming is typically the first week of December. It's usually their big show. First week of December, that Dynamite and Collision and Rampage, that's the Montreal show. That's fifth and sixth uh, in uh, Montreal. So... Again, I'm just going by just reading again, going by tradition outside of the location. That seems to be where we're at. Winter in Montreal makes more sense than winter in Texas. Very much so. I think someone's finally going to tap Tony and be like, it's colder in Montreal. And Tony's going to be like, really? Montreal is kind of hit or miss when when it's December. February is cold as hell. They should do winter is coming in Los Angeles, just like they did beach break in Ohio. Uh, Or quake by the lake. In, in Minneapolis. That that kind of made sense, right? I don't know. Geograph- geographically, is it by... I mean, everything's by a lake. Everything's by something. By men. I'm bad at I'm bad at geography, so I don't know. Anyway, top of the hour, Mike Santana is going to join us. Talk about Warrior Wrestling. Let's, uh, let's, let's real quick talk about Eddie Kingston, Katsuyori Shibata. This was a really, really, really fun match. Eddie Kingston retains his Ring of Honor World Championship and his New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Uh, listen, they both had a great sign of respect after the match, hugging and uh, bowing to each other, but they went hard on each other. I really, really enjoyed this Kingston and Shibata match. As you would expect from these two, Shibata is clearly he's back as much as you can be back after getting your brain removed uh, on the operating table. Um, Never going to let that man live it down. No, no. That's just the best. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, yeah, he but he's he's working a, a hard style. He's been working a hard style. Eddie Kingston, if he's if he's told like, hey, yeah, do what you want. Eddie Kingston ain't going to let up. One, he's not going to let up because that's who he is. Two, he's not going to let up large out of respect because if you go in there against Shabbat and you don't hit him as hard as you can, then he's going to hit you as hard as he can. And certainly, you know, Eddie Kingston has respect for the the, the Japanese style. Uh, and I'm sure, look, that was probably a dream match for Eddie Kingston. He got it. He made the most of it. For some reason, uh, probably just my own stupidity. I thought it was title versus title. Uh, and I thought Eddie Kingston was the peer champion off of this. Clearly, it wasn't. When they said titles, they meant King, both of Kingston's titles, not uh, title versus title gimmick. 
here. So that's on me. Uh, Kingston won. I was like, oh shit, he's the peer champion. Good on him. Uh, but no, that was that was not. So when they like handed the peer title to Shibata, I was like, huh? What's happening here? Maybe I maybe I just thought like Eddie was like, I don't really want this peer title. Rope breaks? What? Can't use a closed fist? I ain't doing that nonsense. No, 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 no. You, you keep this. You keep this title, Shibata. That's all me. Uh, did great match, though. Great match. And now we'll see what they got cooking for ROH final battle with these two because they are still ROH champions. That's the big question, right? Where does Eddie move on to from here? Where does Shibata go from here? There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of placement, a lot of opportunities. Is this have we moved away fully from Eddie and anyone from Blackpool Combat Club. Shibata was doing a lot of the, the Ring of Honor big pay-per-view shows against either Daniel Garcia or Wheeler Yuta. Are we going to move away from that and have somebody else take over the pure championship match with Shibata? What's what's next? What's important? Where do we go? Hopefully they start addressing that uh, sooner than later. But I don't I'd know. heat up Garcia, have him and Eddie uh, for the ROH world title. Uh, as far as Shibata... I don't know. I don't know who you could uh and you could heat up a, a lot of people to do a peer title match against Shabbat. It, <sighs> you don't have to heat him up. Oh, go ahead. And I'm being serious, Lee Moriarty. Okay. I was gonna say, I was gonna say again, you don't have to heat this guy up because he is who he is. But let's do this match at final battle. Shabbat, Brian Danielson. Let's do it at final battle. Shabbat wants that match. That's a match Shabbat wants. Is it for the pure title though? Did my great suggestion? Did my great comment? You you told? made you made the part about Danielson and Shibata, and then whatever you had to add to that, that got cut off. Okay, so Danielson Shibata, they both want that match. Um, again, this is a thing of do it when you can because you don't know what's going to happen. So do it. You ain't got to tell any type of story feud with, with these two, and people get mad, but whatever. Uh, I'll get mad. Whatever. Don't listen to me. Uh, Danielson Shibata. That, that's what I would do. Is that a pure title match or is it just dream match? Yeah, no. Pure title. Shibata Danielson wins. was the, the last pure champion before it went away, right? Because he unified the titles. Oh, you can do you can do that. Have Danielson win and then get to Nigel McGuinness and Brian Danielson. There you got to do a stadium show, though. You got you, you got to assume that Tony and Nigel want that to be like next year's all in, even the main event potentially, if it's a big enough build. And because again, Nigel's really, really enjoying himself on commentary, taking those shots. And and you know what? If they're building towards this match, do you wait on it? I know you just had a whole thing about not waiting on it because you don't know how long you got. But do you wait on this and try to? to put a major match in Wembley, one of the top three matches with Danielson and uh, McGinnis and make it for the pure rules title? Or do you just a have the match B not worry about the pure rules and C do it when it's, you know, when it feels right. I think they want to do it Wembley just because of everything. I, you don't need to do like a pure, pure rules title type of thing. Um, I don't even know if Danielson needs to beat Shibata. Like if Shibata beats Danielson to keep the pure title, okay. Brian Danielson can lose. He'd probably suggest to lose, honestly. So I, totally you, you, I think you got to do Shibata and Danielson soon um, because, again, it's a match they both talked about. It's a match they both want. I think you need to do it sooner rather than later. 
FTR versus Aussie Open, real quick. Uh, Mark Davis saying that he may have uh, injured his wrist. Yeah. That sucks. Hopefully, it is not something that keeps him out of action for long. It's hopefully nothing that requires surgery. I don't know if he's updated that beyond just saying he hurt himself in the match. But uh, that that sucks. Snapped. I know he says snapped. It. And again, this is like the the wrestler talk in me just being like, are we are we overplaying our hand? Are we just trying? Are we trying to get extra? You know, not sympathy, but just are we trying to add to this or did it snap? And I hope that I hope it's exaggeration. I do, you know, because I don't want to see Mark Davis, especially out again for a period of time uh, and leaving Ozzy open without anything to do as a tag team. Yeah. Very unfortunate with, with Mark Davis, you know, they said he was being attended to by officials after the match. The people commented that looked like something bad happened. He says it snapped. Don't know quite what that means. We saw, we shall find out in the uh, future with Mark Davis. I think you can do something with Kyle Fletcher as a singles guy though. He's a, uh, he's a talented dude. And I think you can, you can make, make it happen with him as a singles guy. If Davis does miss extended times. Yeah, and they'd have to with Kyle Fletcher because when Davis came into AEW with, with Kyle Fletcher as Aussie Open, it's exactly what they did. Kyle Fletcher went on a run uh, inside AEW and, of course, in Ring of Honor as well. Uh, so our guest is backstage. If he's ready, he can give me a thumbs up and I can introduce him and we can get to it. Let's go. Folks, I'm really, really excited to welcome our guest right now joining us from AEW. And he is also going to be at Warrior Wrestling this Friday, October 6th in South Bend, Indiana, facing Brian Keith, another name that you should be knowing if you don't know yet. This guy, one of a kind, he is Mike Santana joining us now. Hello. How you doing, Mike? Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, man. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me, man. Looking forward to it. Well, I gotta ask for first question: Warrior Wrestling this weekend, late replacement replacing Eddie Kingston facing Brian yep. Keith. Though that's a match I know a lot of people are looking forward to. How much do you uh, have you followed Brian Keith, and what are you expecting for this matchup against him? Um, honestly, I've been watching some of his stuff since even before I got injured. He's uh, he's been making his rounds for a while now, and he's been uh, killing it everywhere he's gone. So. I'm looking forward to mixing it up with him. Uh, I've seen, I got to meet him when he did uh, AEW against um, Adam Page. Uh, great guy, seems like a great dude. Um, you know, obviously has a good head on his shoulders if he's he's progressing in this world. And, and uh, you know, so I'm looking forward to it, man. Our styles are, are, are they complement each other. And I'm sure it's going to be a, uh, a good one, man. It's your first singles match coming back one of your first singles matches since coming back from injury any nervousness around that especially facing a big guy like brian keith um i wouldn't say nervousness more excited like i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm i'm uh you know i've done a lot of work with myself and and thankfully you know i'm you know uh I wouldn't say cocky, but more just I'm confident, man, and I'm I'm confident to get in there with with a guy like him and and know that we're we're just gonna bring out the best in each other, you know. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So this is a a very large scope question here. You are out, you're sidelined with the injury after blood yeah. and guts. I know you've been very open and honest about just kind of the path to to getting back and the ups yeah. and the downs, like. Overall, just what was that like on, on kind of a day-to-day and the road to getting back and how you were feeling and how you got through the downs of everything? Because I imagine, you know, your livelihood is kind of taken away 
for yeah. a year. Like what helped you just get through a lot of that? <laughs> uh, man, I mean, um, it was, it was, it was quite the journey. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, I, you know, I said in, uh, a promo a couple of weeks ago, you know, going away for the injury was the easy part. You know, it was the, the, the spiritual, the mental, the, the emotional aspect of, of dealing with things. You know, I, the last three years, three and a half years were just a whirlwind of a lot of stuff going on in my personal life that, um, you know, I always, my entire life I spent running to wrestling as an escape from a lot of the personal things that I went through in my life. And, um, you know, the past three and a half years was no different, you know, even though sometimes there were, there were a lot of times that wrestling was the thing making me unhappy. But um, to be honest, you know, dealing a lot of the personal issues I was dealing with, I, I just ran and ran and ran from. And then finally, when you don't have that escape and you're sitting at home, uh, you got no choice but to face all those things, you know, and um man it was it was a process you know and, and one day i'll get more in depth of what went down but um i uh i <laughs> i don't even know where to go from that um it was it was it was a lot of shit man it was a lot of shit and uh Nobody likes to deal with the skeletons in their closet, right? Everybody keeps them locked away for as much as or as as long as they could. But, you know, again, when you don't have that escape and you're stuck sitting home and got nothing but time to think and, and you know, I didn't honestly, I, I'll keep it real. I didn't think I was ever going to wrestle again. Um, and that wasn't because of me not being able to get through the injury. It was just, uh, again, a lot of personal struggles and a lot of things that I just had to deal with. And, um, but thankfully, you know, I got to a point where it was like, all right, enough is enough. You know, either I'm going to get better and be better and use this time to become, you know, a 10 times better person than what I was, or I'm just going to sit in my shit and, and just let it eat away at me. And I've never been the type of person to uh, allow that to happen. So, Thankfully, I, I I spent half, I'd say, six months of, of the time that I was out just bettering myself in every way possible. And I sat with myself a lot and dealt with a lot of my issues. And and thankfully, you know, I think the, the biggest thing was that I wanted to be better and I wanted to get better. So because um, they always say, if you don't want it, it ain't going to work, you know, and I wanted it. I was desperate. And um you know, thankfully, I took the time to do the work and, and it just made me a better person. And, you know, the, the person that I am today is nothing like the person that I was before. And, and I'm thankful, you know, uh, God gave me another chance and, and I ran with it. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm here today and I'm, I'm blessed. I hope you don't mind me asking, was there a, a catalyst, a moment that kind of turned it around? Because you were talking about the possibility of maybe never coming back to wrestling and sitting in your shit and everything. What yeah. changed? What what happened? Was there a moment, a light bulb, or was it just like a an ongoing thing? Um, 
the moment had to be right before Christmas and uh, my daughter showed me her Christmas list. And in her Christmas list, she says, I, uh, I just want daddy to get better. And um, that did it for me. I was like, I, I uh, my daughter looked at me as a superhero her whole life, you know. And um, on the path that I was on and where I was going, I would have never been able to face her, you know. And um, when I read that, that was it. I knew I knew I had to do something, and I did something. And um, her reaction to seeing me back on TV—that was it. That was that was all I needed, you know. But that was that was the moment. Yeah. We we are happy to to see you back on TV, especially after the gruesome injury at blood and guts. Um, I'm going to make a, a hard turn here. You mentioned personal issues. It's something that is played out on television, played out on, on social media yeah. as well. Uh, your relationship with Ortiz, uh, you guys came into AEW together where we're celebrating four years of dynamite today. Yeah. And now things have kind of taken it, taken a downturn. What is it like you worked with him coming back in the stadium stampede? You guys have now mm-hmm. split what is kind of the status be- between you guys and how much are we seeing on TV and on social media is, is real with, with the comments. And then how much is kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll play it up a little bit. Um, I knew this was coming. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, in life, right. In life, there comes moments where, you look back at everything and and you're like, yo, this was cool. And this was uh, great accomplishments that we did and and all this stuff. But um, if sometimes you want more, right? Sometimes you want, you, you you don't want to be comfortable and you don't want, like me, I'm I'm the type of person that comfortability just, it makes me uncomfortable, (laughs) you know? And, and I like, you know, wrestling just like with any job you want to progress you want to get better you want to move up you want to be a a bigger name you want to do this you want to do that whatever um but you know they for me personally i i realized it was just like yo it's it's about that time you know for me i i'm happy with everything that that we've done i'm happy with the run that we've had um, it was great. Like we, we got to accomplish a lot of things together. You know, uh, we, we came up together. We, we helped each other get through a lot of things, but, um, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason, you know, and, um, you know, of course there is a lot of personal stuff, but you know, that's between him and I and for him and I to deal with. Um, but, uh, you know, we decided to be professionals and, and we have a job and, uh, we decided to do that job. And, um, you know, was it something that I initially, to be honest, did I initially want to do it? No, I didn't feel like there was a need for me personally. I I was just like, I mean, whatever, but 
we're pros and we got a job. So let's do our job and, and make the best of it and, um, you know, move forward. How much did Go the ahead. injury kind of change your perspective on that? Because I would imagine sitting at home for a year and being like, yeah. and look, I think you guys should have won the tag team titles a long time ago. I thought that was a missed opportunity with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how much did the injury like change your perspective of like, I don't want to just sit here and just, I want to, I want to do more. Like, yeah. did the injury change your perspective on that? Um, yeah, but I, I, I was feeling like that way before the injury, you know, I was, I was just not, but also I was just not, I was not in a good place mentally and, and, uh, with anything. Um, but yeah, man, like, again, when you, when you have nothing but time to think and sit in your stuff, then you, you got to put a lot of shit in perspective and you gotta, you gotta, you know, make a lot of decisions and, and just, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I, this for me personally everything happened the way it needed to honestly i look at this injury i look at everything from my dad passing away i look at everything from you know the struggles at work everything happened the way it needed to happen to get me to where i am today and today i'm the best version of myself i've ever been so um you know it is what it is sometimes you got to go through the shit to get to the you know to the light i guess you know um, but, uh, yeah, man, the injury itself, it, it, it did a lot to me. It did a lot, but yeah, that was definitely, uh, you know, one of the things that it opened my eyes to, I, you know, we all have a window right in this business. I'm 32 years old. I'm not old, but I ain't exactly that young either. You know what I mean? And I, I want to make the absolute most of my time and truly uh, make the best of it. And, uh, and yeah, I want to be able to look back and be like, yo, I, I did that, you know, and, um, and just be content and happy with what I've done. Um, and uh, yeah, man, at the end of the day, what my, my main thing now is just growing and having fun doing it, you know? And um, yeah. I always said, if it, just like with any job in any profession, if you ain't working to move up or to pro- get promoted or to be bigger than what you are, what the hell is the point? What are you doing? Right? So, but again, not everybody has that, that same mindset and that's okay. You know, this is, I, I'm just speaking of myself. I want to go way back. I want, I got a, a very, very important question to ask you, Mike. Yo. Entertaining your effing balls off, EYFB. Yep. Who? Yep. W- give me the emphasis of that. Who came up with the idea for that tag team name? What was the what was the reason? <laughs> How did it stick for so long? So, because back then the LMFAO group was huge, right? They were a huge deal in like 2010, 2011. So nobody was doing it at the time. So I was so against it. Let me tell you. I was like, this is the corniest shit ever in life. <laughs> and I was just, but, you know, my partner at the time, he was like, yo, we should do it. Let's just have fun. Nobody's doing it. It's a hot thing right now, right? And what does wrestling do? Take advantage of hot shit that's going on, right? So, so I was like, all right, whatever. But we didn't have a name. And uh, one day we're, 
we're heading, I think, to like Rhode Island or something to go wrestle. And one of our other friends, um, shout out Chris Cage, uh, one of our other homeboys that grew up with us, um, he actually came up with the name. And we were all just in the car laughing or whatever. He's like, yo, what, if, what about, you know, EYFBO? And I was like, that sounds horrific. <laughs> that sounds absolutely terrible. And then, and then uh, we all started throwing like things out for the, you know, the acronym or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it just stuck, and you know, we went with it. But yeah, it was it was one of those like fun moments in in the car on the road, just you know, bullshitting. So I've I've always known you as a as a tag team guy, but when you yeah. kind of caught my radar as a singles person was the Moxley feud uh, early. Yeah in AEW and you did this sit down with Jim Ross. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, there's something there on that. Yeah. Uh, again, four years of dynamite. This was right before the pandemic started as yeah. well. I think these are like the last shows before the pandemic started yeah. your, your memories of, of working with Moxley and specifically the, the match and the, also the sit down with Jim Ross. Cause I think we got to see a different side of Santana that we're now seeing now that you're back, but before yeah. where people kind of only knew you as a tag guy. Yeah, uh, that happened right after my dad passed away. Um, I was, we were in Jacksonville. Uh, my dad passed away New Year's, I found out New Year's Day. So I, I was in Jacksonville, we were getting ready to do a show, I get the call, I had to rush back. Um, rush back home, and then um, I was gone, I took two weeks off and I came back which I think still to this day was the worst thing I could have done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that sit down, you know, it affected me so deeply, like losing my dad because we were so close. And, um, and yeah, that sit down, and it was, it was real as hell. There was, there was no, you know, there was – I remember <laughs> JR coming to me because I was kind of nervous because I, I – I was still very emotional at that time, and I was my biggest worry was not being able to keep it together emotionally. And um, you know, Jr. comes to me, he's like, "Listen, let's just talk. No character stuff. No, like, just talk, and we're gonna have a conversation, and that's it. Pretend like the cameras aren't there." And and he did a great job of just relaxing me and and just you know, uh, yeah. But um. Yeah, man, like, I look back on it now, and, and it's like, that pain was just, it was there, and it, and, it, and it, you know, it came out in the best way possible, right? I was able to, you know, um, I there was uh, a saying that I learned while I was out, that uh, pain equals paint. Sometimes the the your greatest pain will, will give you the greatest art that you'll ever, you'll ever do. And that was uh, an example of one of those moments. Um, and yeah, it was very special. And just to sit down with JR in general, because if you look back, all the greats have done it. You know, all the greats have sat down with him and have had, you know, uh, uh, interviews and have had moments that have, uh, you know, put them on a, a whole different playing field, right? And that was another thing that I was kind of like thinking about, like, take advantage of that moment and make the best of it and and just you know 
And uh, yeah, and working with Moxley, it was great. You know, like we we spoke and he knew everything that was going on. And, and um, you know, we were in that whole heated storyline with the inner circle and him and, and everything just, it was all like good stuff. And um, it was great working with him. And, and uh, yeah, I'd love to work with him again. So this is where I get to do some far reaching and talk about Moxley's good friend, Sammy Callahan. Someone yep. that you have experience with as well, having worked yep. alongside him in Impact. Uh, and yep. I want to, I want to talk about the Impact matches, but I also want to get your feeling on Sammy Callahan's recent free agency announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, is mm-hmm. he someone that you could see fitting in the AEW world? Talk to me about Sammy and just your experiences with him. Sammy, Sammy is a great dude. I've always had great experiences with him. Um, amazing mind. So for me, Sammy, wherever Sammy goes. Sammy's gonna fit because if you're if you're a great pro wrestler, you you know how to adapt, no matter where you go, and Sammy has proven that no matter where he's gone, and um, you know he has a great mind and he's a great guy in the ring and and he he offers a lot, you know. Um, getting to work with him during Impact days was awesome. Like we did that whole feud, we did the the. Uh, the barbed wire massacre stuff, like, yeah, it was it was awesome. You know, working with him was was pretty cool, and uh, you know, I I'm excited to see because like now since I've been back, I've been like really uh, uh, doing deep dives into like everything. I watch WWE, Impact, New Japan, everything, and um, I'm excited to see where he ends up because he'll he'll be able to have amazing matches with a lot of people, and uh, yeah. Jeremy, before you get one, I got to ask a follow-up. Which one's worse, barbed wire ropes or a concrete jungle death match? Concrete jungle. Yeah? 100%. I, bumping on those boards was not fun. I'll take barbed wire any day. Like, we, we saw Christian do it last night with Darby Allen. So, I mean, what was the feeling? You're watching it back and you're like, ugh. Yeah, well, so I didn't, I didn't, I was out with the family last night, so I didn't get to catch the show, but I saw like clips this morning and I was like, God bless them. <laughs> God bless those guys. Cause that, I, I, I remember it was actually with Eddie where I, we did the street sweeper and I did a damn blockbuster from the top rope and hit those boards. And I remember my hip. And not being able to walk for like at least two and a half weeks, I was like, "Don't ever make me do this again, please." <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do these. Like, yeah, I'll do barbed wire any day. That, yeah, at least barbed wire is like. I feel like there's more control with barbed wire than there is, you know, like bumping on those boards was not fun. Yeah. Uh, my last one for you, for you, Mike. Um, do you know if Richie? is okay listen (laughs) listen i i recently i don't even know how this all got dug up honestly (laughs) recently i saw something on 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 x now i I, i'm still getting used to calling it that right but uh i i saw someone posted like a clip and they were like i can't believe all you guys were a part of this and i was like yo honestly i forgot that happened (laughs) (laughs) i should that was one of those moments that i try to put in the back of my mind and just forget about it but um yeah we were just 
we were, <laughs> I told, who did I, I told Sanjay like not too long ago because he was there with us during that time. And I was like, yo, we were just trying to cre- recreate episodes of The Wire and shit during that time, honestly. <laughs> and, and uh, yo, it was, it was crazy. We had a lot of fun, though. We had a lot of fun. I, I look back on that run at Impact very, very fondly. Um, you know, all the, all the people there, um, it was just, I don't know, man. Like it was a lot of fun. Like we, we had a great time and everyone we worked with was awesome. And that locker room was awesome. And, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so happy to see them doing great things today and, and continuing that, that success. And, and yeah, man, I, I wish the best for all of them. Mike, I appreciate you you joining us today. I got to say, I, I want to appreciate your openness and your candidness about things and how willing yeah. uh, you've been talking to us. I, I lost my father uh, earlier this year. And, and like you, mm-hmm. I feel I came back to everything too early. So a lot of these yeah. comments that, that you were saying hit really home uh, to me. So again, I just I appreciate the conversation you were able to, to have with us today. Thank you. Thank you. For no, your time. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And and. Again, I look forward to to this this show and 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 wrestling uh, Brian Keith, and it's going to be awesome. So make sure everybody checks it out. And Warrior Wrestling always puts on banger shows. So um, yeah, man, I'm I'm just looking forward to this new journey, and and I hope that everyone follows along and and uh, continues to support. And at the end of the day, continue supporting pro wrestling because pro wrestling is awesome. Yeah, let everybody know where where they can find you at and support you at. Uh, I mean, my socials, uh, Instagram and, and Twitter X, whatever the hell it is, uh, at Santana underscore proud. Um, yeah, man, that's usually where I'm at. That's where you can find me. That's where you can support me. Um, starting my brand up soon again, the born nasty brand stuff. So, um, yeah, man, just, I appreciate everyone. And, and, uh, I look forward to this, this, this new ride that I'm on. Mike Santana taking on Brian Keith, Warrior Wrestling, this Friday, October 6th, South Bend, Indiana. It's available on Fight Plus, or if you can make it to the venue, go check it out. Mike Santana, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, guys, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, man. Here we go. Mike Santana. We should probably point out the obvious, that if you're a guest on this show, (laughs) <laughs> you always win your matches. You, you know what? I'll take it even further. If you're a guest on this show, your dreams are manifested to reality. Shout out to Hayan, Hayan, who is going to be working New Japan Pro Wrestling very soon in Vegas. Put her chips in this weekend. She's going to have a match with Julia for the New Japan Strong title. Very excited for her. Hello, Eggman. Hello, Sean. How are you? What's up? Jeremy, um it's it's irresponsible of you to be here when the AEW scrum is still going on. <laughs> oh man, he was trolling me, right? Like Tony was just trolling. Like, we're on West Coast time. Let's just bring out this person and bring out that person. They had like that, nine guests last night, Sean. That was the Valentina Shevchenko versus Priscilla Cachuera of AEW scrums. Mario Yamasaki still hasn't stopped that fight that started in 2017. This scrum is still going. Sean, did you catch our interview with uh, Mike Santana? I did. I just politely waited until he was done. 
Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I do appreciate that. Now I have more work to do after this because he said some good stuff. That's some good stuff. So uh, appreciate him joining us. And shout out to, to Warrior Wrestling for for setting that up, linking us up and uh, getting that together for us. We, we thank there, you for that. There are some interviews where I'll include the notes on select portions. This is one that's probably going to go up by itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run some some comments like immediately after I get done here. I got to tell my wife that our anniversary plans have to wait i have interviews to transcribe <laughs> whoops got, Shout uh, out. sammy callahan in about an hour and a half too nice nice he wanted do I have to do Michael that one to be his first uh interview in free agency do i have to do that one do i need to be around for that no okay thank you no <laughs> tell him tell him santana said very nice things about him today he did yeah about who about, about sammy, about sammy. Okay. Okay. yeah i'll do that we asked him about uh, about the free agency and, of course, the work and impact and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was really really nice to do that. But, uh, well, I was about to say something. Uh, he he made three grown men tear up on the air. So, thank you, Mike Santana, for that. <laughs> I like Mike. He's always uh, been very good to me. Uh, very easy to to deal with in my interactions. Um, you know, I always hate to hear about you know the stuff that, that went on between he and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, but. Hey, they're working together. He and he and Ortiz, I think they're both smart enough to realize that that is where the general interest is. And uh, I admire that an awful lot because I've mentioned this particular situation numerous times on the air. I had a lot of people that were like, well, why didn't you say that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had heat? Well, because they showed up and worked together. Like outside of like little comments here and there, there were it was all right. And I, th- I feel the same with these guys. I don't think they'll come to blows. I think they're both professional enough to, to work together. And uh, in my personal experience, Mike Santana has always been a professional and I'm so glad he's back. Warrior wrestling is always booking people re- that are, are really, really interesting. Uh, so I, I think they're also very smart. They're one of the most buzzworthy uh, indies out there. So uh, really, really excited to see how that goes, but. They've they've been kind to us, Warrior Wrestling, yeah. as well, uh, setting us up with some guests before the last Likewise. show and all the show. Yeah. Likewise, they've always been very good to me as well. B- besides the fact that they book Frank the Clown. Oh, tell me <laughs> why I like Frank. Stop I it. like him. Oh, stop this, Frank. He was very you know, nice. You know, to funny. Me. You look like you could be his stunt double. So that's fine. I get did I get Frank the Clown money. Seems like he's doing well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Maybe like maybe like an eighth of what he makes. I've I've had a Frank the Clown interview with Iridian just sitting on the back end for five weeks. I've seen that. Contemplating. <laughs> what am I've I doing with that. my life at this point? <laughs> why? Why did why did I sign off on this? I uh, you guys are mean to Frank. I mean I to like Frank. Him. He's mean yeah. to me. Yeah, he's Frank. garbage. Wow. Wow. Wait till he hears about this. I'm gonna snitch and tell I hope him. He he will. I hope Warrior talks about it on their podcast too. I hope they go all in about the the feelings that we have towards Frank the Clown, living up to that name, Clown. God. Yeah, I mean, he is a fellow Shazza hater, so I mean, at least there's that. <laughs> but, mm. Mm. so did you get uh, any sleep? Did you get any sleep, Sean? I got a little bit of sleep. I woke yeah. up with a pounding headache. Oh. Not having I'm breakfast on. till eleven thirty. Trying to do that intermittent fasting gimmick, but by God, I'm here. I'm eating oatmeal. 
I'm I'm on I'm on a nice three hours. You know, kids sick, hmm. kids got school, got to get up, got 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 stepdad life. I mean, you got so That's many of them. One of them is bound to be sick. Yeah, f- f- factual. <laughs> Very factual. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. If one of them's not sick, that's when I'm actually more concerned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cher only had two, and it was like that for a while. Well, kayfabe, how many I actually have here, please? Um, but, but yes, kayfabe. It's, uh, it's it's like twelve. Yes. Yeah. Uh, true. Uh, one of them is bound to be sick. You're just waiting. Or cheaper, or cheaper by the dozen. House. You're starting your own wrestling promotion. <laughs> I could, I could. They bump pretty well. Some of them bump well. Some of them got to right. learn. Some of them got to learn. People well, on uh, Twitter say I bump pretty well. Stop it! <laughs> stop it! What are we doing here? SP three, by the way, trying to put over Frank. That's that's egregious behavior. Let's put him in timeout real quick. Oh, all right then. <laughs> Be nice, uh, to but SP3. Um, I do want to shill Fightful Select real quick, guys. Through tonight. We have the annual deal that is $51 a year. That's almost two months off of Fightful Select. Uh, it will go down to basically one month off after this. But annual memberships available for the first time ever on Fightful Select. Uh, I did not stop working last night at 2.30 in the morning. I dropped backstage reactions in WWE and AEW on Edge's return or, or Edge's debut in the company. Uh, so. Yeah. Enjoy. Check it Sign out. Sign up. Best $5 per month or $51 per year in the business. That's right. Till the end of tonight. See you Bye, guys. Sean. Bye-bye. Byzies. There we go. There it Balloons is. Balloons for Sean leaving. Again, the two makes sense. It's the seven or eight that doesn't. I don't get where the eight makes it's sense. eight. Yeah, it's eight. I don't know why the eight is there and doing it. Is it no? Eight. Oh, it's not gonna work. You oh, gotta no. separate your fingers more and move your hands apart. My fingers are separated. What if I flip? Huh. Oh boy. Riveting content, right? Yeah. Now. Well, the two. We know the two works. You know the two. Oh, You're the go. two. There you go. Yeah, the two works. All right. <laughs> uh Santana, I want to tell the story right, right fast because yeah. it, it pops me. Um, when I was at Full Gear 2019, that was the first like AW pay per view after television and stuff. And I was going around. I was entering. Uh, yeah, I do think it was the two king. No, it was definitely eight. Why syllable? Like it was eight. Yeah, because we were talking about eight warriors, and that's when we got all flustered about the thing going off. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do agree. It's like a peace sign, but yeah, maybe it is delayed. Okay, uh, you're like, huh? What is this bit that that you guys are doing? Watch go, the watch the previous show. Go watch, yeah, go watch the go to Fightful Overbooked and go watch the Friday show. The first twenty minutes are worth the entire two hours alone. Yeah. Um. But I interviewed, I was interviewing a bunch of people at Full Gear, and I, uh, my my opening question to everybody was thoughts on Soul Train Jones, who was Virgil, because the AW just did that video package with Jericho uh, and Soul Train Jones, um, what was part of that, and like I was asking everybody, hey, thoughts on Soul Train Jones joining? What does he bring to AEW? And Santana and Ortiz popped so much when I asked that. They they were they were like caught off guard, but they laughed so hard. Like, oh, this is fucking great! Like, oh, what a such a good icebreaker for for them. And they they were so thrilled to like just 
get something different, I assume, because this was they joined AEW and everybody was asking, why did you go to WWE? What about WWE? What are you hoping to do in AEW? Blah, 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 blah. And I think just because I was asking something kind of out of the blue like that, they were super appreciative of that and you know sean's mentioned he's had good conversations with him that's literally my only interaction with him prior to today but i i that sticks with me of like how much they just appreciated that question like how comfortable things were after that and again i said it on air to mike but i appreciate that mike was open and honest and candid about the injury recovery the relationship with ortiz and everything even the stuff with jim ross after he just lost his, his dad like everything that was uh i hope a lot of people got got something out of that conversation i really hope anybody not a lot i hope anybody got something out of that conversation because i think joel you can tell from our reactions uh we did yeah no he got us he got us man i i'm i'm proud of myself for asking that follow-up but i'm also like oh shit he he got, he got us he, we all we all started tearing up it was a really really good conversation and and i'm really glad that i got to ask the eyfbo because i don't think I don't think anyone's mentioned that team name to him in like five, six years because they've been known as LAX. They've been known as proud and powerful. I was like, man, we got to talk CZW. We got to talk EYFBO. We got we to gotta get to the bottom of this name because it is a, I'm glad that he's like, I had no part in this and I hated it. <laughs> you just buried it. It was good stuff. I had one question that I wanted to ask that I, I we were in the interest of time and I, I we, we didn't want to take up too much of his time. I actually wanted to ask him about his match at Terminus against Jonathan Gresham because that was a pure rules match. And I wanted to talk about that with the Shibata, you know, what's next for him. And I was like, you think Santana wants to do a pure rules match with Shibata sometime? I'm sure his answer would be absolutely yes. Cause TV and Shibata, but like, I'd love to get his on the record thoughts. And I, that's the one thing that I, that I didn't get to hit today, but uh, maybe another time, maybe he, when he's at my, my local indie, cause He's, he's clearly taking bookings and that's a good thing. So maybe he'll show up uh, down in Toronto. I hope he beats you up. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't try to get him to, to do that with me. No, we were, we were having, it was, it was a fun conversation, but there was uh, some, some serious points to it. So I wasn't going to try to, I wasn't trying to get you beat you up this time. Joel. Yeah. Not this time. Next time. Next we time. shall see. We shall see. We had a good chat. Um, I got it. Yeah. Let's let's talk No Mercy real quick. The oh, video I, game? It's the worst video game ever. Yes, you very, very famously put up an entire ass video talking about why you think that game is the worst of all time. No, thankfully, the NXT show named No Mercy this past weekend uh, was not the worst pay-per-view or PLE of all time. Quite enjoyed it. I think everyone on that card delivered that main event with Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton is definitely worth talking about. Uh, and the women's breakout tournament, no Jade Cargill. So listen, whatever's going on, we we got to figure out where Jade's going to show up, Jeremy Lambert. And also let's talk about No Mercy for a few minutes because the show was really, so that was a solid show. I thought once they did the big Jade thing on SmackDown where it was, Hey, Jade Cargill has arrived. Look at all this great coverage we got for Jade Cargill. I don't, at that point, I was like, she ain't doing this breakout tournament thing. You ain't doing this introduction on SmackDown and then being like, hey, breakout tournament with Lola Vice. And look, we're high on Lola Vice. Cam Hawkins said very nice things about Lola Vice on the tournament, but didn't seem like she was fitting in that environment at that point when you're bringing this up on SmackDown. So I did not expect Jade Cargill 
uh, to be announced for that, especially after I saw the thing on SmackDown. Overall, No Mercy was a good show. You mentioned that people um, who appear on this show, their dreams come true. They become champions and stuff. I don't think that has anything to you to do with you, Joel Pearl, because I interviewed Ilya Dragunov ahead of NXT No Mercy, and then he goes on to win the NXT Championship from Carmelo Hayes. So clearly, I am the one making dreams come true. I am the one bestowing the gold upon these people. Cody Rhodes. What do you want to talk about? I'm here, Cody. I'm here. You want that title? You want to finish the story? Come chat with me. We'll make it happen, Cody. All right? We shall make it happen. Listen, man. There's there's one episode of NXT. That's tomorrow. And then next Tuesday is Title Tuesday. Yeah, Dom lost the title to to Trick, which I think was the right call, by the way. I think that was the right call. I like the closing little after thing with Trick and and Melo and Cam. Cam talked very much about their kind of their story, their relationship. And I think now Trick being a champion, Melo not being a champion, Melo kind of be like, this is a North American title thing here. I think there's a there's a good story to tell right there. We shall see where all of that goes. But uh, yeah, Dom's not the champion anymore. I still think Cody makes his way. I think Cody makes his way and he's on that show somehow. You can still have the Judgment Day show up on on NXT and then just have him follow, have a Cody Rhodes follow. Yeah, yeah. I, Cody's going to be on that show, man. He might win the world title, the NXT championship. Just have a beat deal, you. That sounds awful. I really hope yeah, they don't. I don't want that either. That that doesn't sound great, but it's, yeah. I need the visual of them holding him and Jade holding the titles. That's all I need. That ending where Mello and Trick were hugging, that was that was a moment. And that was really, to me, it was actually the placement that was a bit odd. It was just after, you know, we, we, we finished the match, Becky celebrating, we go backstage. It There was no plot movement. It was more just like, was it supposed to be a passing of the torch? Is that what we were supposed to feel? Does Trick and Mellow continue as an NXT, you know, showcase story? Or like what what was the point of having it go very last thing we saw? And it was there was no dissension, there was no tension. It was a hug and nobody staring longingly at the title. It was just respect. Mellow gave a glance at the title and it it's it's subtle stuff like a cam kind of kind of made you go back for anybody who wants trick uh trick and mellow lore i think cam hawkins put it put this stuff very well go back and listen to what cam had to say about this and you'll see that they're they're telling a story here that they're not beating you over the head with stuff and i like that i like that it was just kind of end of the show type of thing and it was okay becky had her moment becky big victory everything hey let's go back and just kind of wrap wrap that right there could have maybe been before becky but but that was right after the match with uh with Melo and elias so no i i thought it was good i i liked it i liked it it didn't take away from Becky or anything because it wasn't like it wasn't like the dynamite segment where it was a big on big attack who done it type of thing it was just like, hey, here's a little closing kind of scene here. What does it mean? Oh, we shall see. But I, this was not the talk of the show compared to Dynamite, where that super like was above everything else that happened on Dynamite. It felt like um, 
yeah, I, I like that. I liked overall the the NXT show. I thought it was good. I thought Becky and Tiffany Stratton was a fantastic match. Uh, Tiffany showing off the the extreme rules side um, of her. <laughs> my my wife pointed this out, but I thought of it, it as well. Like Becky comes ready for a street fight, right? She's got the she got the wife beater on. She's got the 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 pants uh, street fight gear. Yeah, Tiffany's like shoes and a, shoes, pants and a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany's like, you know what? I'm still Tiffany Stride. I'm coming out full bejeweled ring gear and everything. I thought that was a nice little fantastic touch of like, yeah, you know what? I know it's a street fight, but I ain't I ain't going street fight gear. I'm still gonna be Barbie Tiff. I think it's really funny that Becky kept going after her like Tiffany Stratton's like hip and backside throughout the entire match. Like trying to make her hip bleed it was very strange like hit her with the barbed wire bat in the in in the backside kept trying to slap her with the with the barbie you know the, the all the barbies it was just really funny that she kept focusing there the the when they did the the spot with the slap that that busted open tiffany in the uh, early moments she was going after her backside too going up those stairs it was just really funny that she just becky focuses on one part and it just happened to be like the weirdest thing you could do uh but uh, the match was so much fun and they they over delivered, and I think that was kind of the theme of the night. Was just like a lot of wrestling shows we talk about when we're not super duper looking forward to it for whatever reason. They go out there, they bust their asses, and this was this was one of the better NXT shows of the last I would say calendar year. They they went out, they delivered. Deadline is coming up now in a, in a couple of months or one. Yeah. A couple of months, early December. In December. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the iron survivor coming back. Are they going to do anything different to it? Do you think, are they maybe going to fix up some, were there many holes in the iron survivor this past year? I don't know. Or last I thought year. it worked the, the way it was intended to work. I think they're going to use it pretty much the same way. We have a couple super chats. Will Chisholm starts us off. As a 33-year-old man, I love the No Mercy video game opening. The one thing I didn't love, Jeremy, was in that opening. You got Vic Joseph doing the dig diggity dog, and Booker T is right there. <laughs> That's the only thing. I th- they should have just used the actual song. Like, could they? Can they not get that? Like, just use the actual song on that. Yeah, that was strange. Maybe there was a reason for it, but uh, either way, Saco. Saco. Well, Chisholm also sent us a super chat saying you could always have Cody, Carmelo, and Trick versus Judgment Day on NXT for Title Tuesday. That's a good idea. Hey, there's your there's your moments. I like your I like where your head is at there, Will. I like where your head is at. You gotta get Cody on this show. I'm He's manifesting. He's manifesting American roller coaster. Could you imagine Cody Trick and Mellow? <laughs> uh Cody in the middle of them raising their arms after the match, just Great. taking <laughs> Great. And then we had the Jade debut to all of that because she's going to feud with Judgment Day and Mommy's there. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Is that is that what we're going to do next Tuesday? I love all of this. <laughs> do they I love that? all of this. They, so they're, they're almost certainly going to throw everything at the wall. Like, it's just, it's inevitable. They're going to have something next Tuesday to go against AEW. But also, maybe, what if they don't? You know, there was... Um, who was it that was on Grab City this past week? Um, I, I keep thinking of his his gimmick name, but he used to work with WWE as an announcer. Johnny Quattro? Quastro? 
Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm messing this up, Johnny. Um, but he was talking about how he was working for NXT during the, um, the, the, the Wednesday night wars. And it was very much like head down business as usual with NXT. It feels like they might just kind of do that too. And just be like, yeah, we'll take a hit in the ratings for a week. You know, it's not, it's not going to hurt us. Here's the thing. When it head down business as usual, they've set up Becky's the champion. So Dom's been there. They've set up enough like main roster people coming down there that they can pass that off as sort of business as usual. Like Becky can be there. They they know a little bit what they're up against. They know they got Sheeta and Soraya. They know they got Edge's first AEW match. Those have been announced for um for Title Tuesday. So they they know they're up against that. We'll see what else comes out of Dynamite. It's Title Tuesday. You know you're getting title matches on this friggin' show. Of course, AEW has 500 titles. So what does that mean? I don't know. We'll see. They could they put ROH six man, which is the elite. So you know that's actually kind of a big deal. Um, they can do that kind of stuff though, as far as what titles they're going to use. Um, I think I think NXT will put some stuff against it. It is Tuesday. That that this is NXT's night, right? Like you don't want to come on there, have AEW come in and like completely just take you down. And like the collision ratings, we've seen collisions held up well when they've been just against college football. When the WWE event is on, that's when collision takes a hit. Like it took a hit according to the Fast Nationals, um, which are not the end all be all, but they tell uh, tell a story. They took a hit this past Saturday against the NXT event. They took, they've taken hits every single WWE event when it's just college football, Notre Dame and Notre Dame and Ohio state did the huge, huge, uh, number a couple weeks ago and collision still held up very strong against that did like its best number since like July against that, but against the WWE events, that's when they take a hit. So I don't think NXT is just going to be like, business as usual unless the business is yeah we're gonna have becky here we're gonna still bring in judgment day because they've been part of the show i think you're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put enough there to where they're gonna try to cut aw a little bit and they should they should johnny laquasto by the way was the person uh, that i was not thinking of but he was on grab city this past saturday it was very good uh and and going back to his time there <clears throat> the the ratings, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, Jeremy, because you were in the thick of all this. The ratings were always, what, what did we say? The same 1.4 million people yes. watching wrestling. And that's what we might see. That's what Tuesday next week might bring is, you know, you have 1.4 million and split it down the middle. And who knows? Maybe there's a, a slight advantage one way or the other, but it'll be a very similar number that, you know, watches the shows. I can't wait. Can't wait to send out my tweets of who cares about AEW and NXT 1.5 million wrestling fans watched wrestling on Tuesday this is great for wrestling pro wrestling has won justified love. justified this is wrestling chance love when people that's the best one because who does care like NXT AEW wins in the rating one it's a one-off so who gives a shit just promote pro wrestling everybody that's what we should care about if AEW wants to win the ratings by the way book a brian danielson match you're welcome you know they will <laughs> you should by the way i got a plea to AEW. tony khan you owe me after last night 
Uh, Collision is in Toledo in a couple of weeks. October 14th, I believe. Book me a Brian Danielson match against somebody I would like to see. Brian Danielson, Jay White. Okay? That's what I would like to see on Collision. October 14th, Toledo, Ohio, Tony. That is the day. I know you watched the show. Again, you owe me. Last night was very long. You were outwardly trolling me. And I I am I'm owed this. I deserve this. Justified, you deserve Brian Danielson, Jay White. Half hour. Give me a good half hour with, with Brian Danielson. Okay. That's it. The idea that Tony Khan watches this show just <laughs> frightens the the Jesus out of me. Well, Tony was up at the hour that I was up, and I know I don't think he slept. He was tweeting like match announcements that he already anna- announced last night. He was he was reading catching up on Lucha Blog. That's what he was doing. <laughs> it was two AM over there. Madman, absolute madman. Gotta stop a- running West Coast shows, by the way. Knock well, it off. Have have fun at Full Gear in Los Angeles next oh, month. I know. I know. Uh, it's just the way it is. You know what? There's like a small part of me that's like, you know how you get away from dealing with that? You fly out to LA yourself, buddy, and you go watch the show. I don't think it's going to happen. Not unless unless Jimothy Van is uh, paying for everything. Especially LA. I mean, I've already started looking at uh, the potential for Tampa for the Rumble, but I'm also like, ah, Sean's probably going to go. It's the Rumble. It's, you know, all the stuff there. And then I'm like, but Hard to Kill is in Vegas. And the tickets right now are like 200 bucks. So if Impact could just, you know, announce the date for Hard to Kill, that would be very nice. January 26th. Are you just throwing that out there or is that what you know? I don't know what January 26th is. That could be a (laughs) Tuesday for all I know. Let's find out. January 26th. No, it's actually a Friday. So you're not too far off. Uh, It's usually the second weekend. So like, oh, they'll run the 13th again. Oh, no, that's January. Never mind. I thought about because they did Friday the 13th last time. Uh, maybe they'll run on the 13th, Saturday the 13th. Because the Rumble's the 27th. Then maybe they'll run the 26th right before the Rumble. <laughs> such a bad idea. <laughs> it's such a bad idea. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, uh, yeah, so so I, I really enjoyed the wrestling weekend. Listen, there was a lot of wrestling. Wrestle Dream was good. No Mercy was good. We we did well as wrestling fans, and and Mike Santana was great. We appreciate him. I'm watching this giant bug crawl across my window on the outside, so that's just uh, that's the fun of my my day. Do we want to get to the raw preview and then get out of here, or do you want to add anything else to this docket? SmackDown happened. It did. Got lost. Got lost in the week because of everything that happened on Saturday, and then everything that happened on Sunday. L.A. Knight coming out, saving John Cena. Looking forward to L.A. Knight and John Cena against Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa. Sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa. Looking forward to that. L.A. Knight got the got the big, big superstar pop for L.A. Knight. I like uh, Santos and Ray and then Street Profits attacking. Who's the third man? Is it going to be Wild? Or Cruz, or do they have somebody else? Maybe oh, it's Omos. Maybe it's who? It's Omos. Free That'd agent Omos. That'd be sweet. Oh, great. Let's do it. I thought I thought SmackDown was a was a good show. 
on Friday. It, it was. Yeah, it was. It was an easy watch for the most part. And there was some really good stuff. The uh, yeah, the Rey Mysterio and uh, Santa Escobar match went three segments, which traditionally feels long, but they did a really good job of maintaining and making a good match out of that. So I, I enjoyed it. It was good night. For sure. And my favorite part of the whole night was the end when LA Knight comes out, signs a contract, and John Cena's reaction is just the best where he's like, <gasps> like he does the over-exaggerated cartoon character shock face. That was just just aces for me. John Cena never changed. <laughs> it's good. Did you see the Grinch Cena that I took a picture of at this convention. <laughs> no. no, do you have a photo of this? Oh yeah, course? let me let me pull this up. Oh, I Hold need on. to show the class because this will be this cool. is the greatest thing. I took a photo with this man, so I will show the normal image of of him. Um, well, let me load it up here. This is this man. So we went to a a convention this past weekend. Uh, this was Saturday. My my wife. Uh, got to meet Bret Hart, who's her favorite wrestler. Um, and so I was very happy for her that, that we got to, that we got to do this. And, it, but we stood in line for three hours to meet Bret Hart. It was a long day, a long day on Saturday. It was a three hour drive, stand in line for three hours and then a three hour drive. And then I have to come back and I got to cover NXT and collision. Okay. Long day, all worth it all worth it because my lovely beautiful wife got to meet Bret Hart and that's all that mattered at this convention don't care don't care about uh, Tully Blanchard was there the boogeyman was there Ming and the Barbarian were there Mark Henry Rikishi uh, the, the legends is the Bret was there don't care don't care about any of these people you know who I cared about Joel Pearl is this man walking around Grinch Cena Holy Grinch <laughs> Cena. That's fantastic. He must have been hot as hell. This I want this man on the show. He's got to do full gimmick. I don't know what he's gonna have to say, but I want him on the show. This man rules. Did anybody ask or talk to or interact with him that you saw? I interacted with you him. You interacted with him, yes. You I did. had to take a picture with this legend. The legendary Grinch Cena. I have. No I was amazed. Like, this man stood out in a in a whole wrestling convention where a lot of people were dressed up, wearing titles, all this stuff. Where professional wrestling, professional wrestlers were there. Didn't care about any of these people, but Grinch Cena. Grinch Cena, if you are listening, please contact me. I would like to have you on this show. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how you stole Christmas, how no one can see how you steal Christmas. I want Grinch seen on in the weeds. He's green. He fits right in with the theme too. The anonymous ITW general manager sent me a message saying everyone took pictures with that person. Oh, he was legitimately the most popular person there. Besides Bret Hart, I'm not even joking with you. Besides Bret Hart, I didn't see any actual wrestler take more pictures or talk to more fans than Grinch Cena. Kids were coming up to this guy, like giving him five, taking pictures with him. Again, I saw like one kid take a picture and we're standing in line. I was like, I got to go down and take a picture with him. Like I, I have to go take a picture with him. So I did. I didn't care about whoever was there. Ted, Ted DiBiase. Oh, great. Don't care. Grinch Cena. 
is who? I didn't even get a picture with Bret Hart. I could have. I could have taken a picture with Brett because the photo op allows two people to be in the photo. I said, nope, don't care. Don't care about Bret Hart. Four out of 10. Grinch Cena, 10 out of 10. I'm surprised Grinch Cena wasn't charging for photos after a while. Should have. He could have made a killing. Even that man could have made a killing. Man could have charged five bucks and walked out, paid his dinner for the next couple of nights. Man, gas money. He would have made more than everybody but Brett. It would have made more than everyone but Brett. This man, legend. I'm going to these conventions just for Grinch Cena. How did Big Keish look? I've been seeing photos. Keishy looks like he's dropped some weight. Yeah, yeah. He looks good. Good, good for him. Good. Yeah. We like seeing legends live for a long time. Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying, I love how WWE made Dragon Lee feel big on Raw and on SmackDown. Pretty Deadly promo package was great. Yes, I have to put that over. Pretty Deadly continues to be extremely entertaining. And Dragon Lee, this was my only gripe. Dragon Lee on SmackDown trying to hop the barrier. By the way, there's your 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 fourth man for the or the third man for your tag match at uh, Fastlane. Dragon Lee trying to hop the barricade and security stopping him as if he doesn't work for the damn company. <laughs> he just bought a ticket, I guess. No, man, they're just like van hopping a barricade. Credit to those security guards for doing their damn job. It's like the lady with Gronk at WrestleMania a few yeah. years back. <laughs> they're doing their job. I guess so. It was fun. But no, Dragon Lee looks like he's getting poised for some sort of raw SmackDown call up. He's, uh, yeah, he, he looks good. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome. Doesn't he have a match on SmackDown next week? I feel like he has a match. Anyway, uh, what's going on on Raw tonight? Gunter and Tommaso Ciampa signed the Intercontinental Championship match contract. Who's going to get beat down and why is it Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah, Ciampa's probably going to get beat down. Maybe maybe uh, Jonathan Gargano will arrive. Maybe Ciampa's going to stab Gunter in the back of the hand with the pen. Nah, I already did that. Can't do that. Do that. By the way, shout out. We didn't really talk about it, but Swerve and Hangman, that was oh, rules. So good. Yes, we, we you know what? Maybe Wednesday we'll try and cover out some time to talk about it. Cause that was a that was a, a match that um you know what? I'm Friday. Friday's probably when we talk about it because we'll be post dynamite and I'm sure something will have uh played out from there so we'll, we'll get to that tegan knox and becky lynch for the nxt women's championship tegan knox was in the crowd at no mercy doing the whole the belt is mine looking forward to that match because i know becky's been wanting that and tegan's gonna shine um naya jacks plans to dominate Shayna baszler i'm looking forward to that match <laughs> me too i just i don't know what's gonna happen Maybe oh, i hope that turned into a shoot fight <laughs> they get lost for a minute and just oh yeah. dear. Oh. oh hands we need a we need a women's brawl for all. Oh, I am so down. <laughs> I am so into this. You, let's, we got to book that one soon. Good God. Main event, Jey Uso takes on Senor Money in the Bank, Damian Priest. Uh, th- this Raw, by the way, this is the most like announced stuff for a Raw there's been in a long time. So it's probably all going to change by the time you watch this. It Drew McIntyre explains himself again. Yeah, more explanations. I love it. Bro, I hope I hope Drew just comes out and is like, I talked to y'all last week. What more do you want from me? And I just not. Where's the KO show? I'll go on the KO show. He should just be like, I don't want to talk to Miz again. Shut up, Miz. KO show. Let's do that. <laughs> Maybe that's a little too. And then Xavier Woods takes on Ivar in a singles match. That's fine with me. Woods is gonna shine. Yeah. And these two are gonna go nuts, just like uh just like Kofi had the opportunity to do with what did he face Eric or was he facing Ivar? No, he faced Eric, right? 
did he? Yeah. Pays Derek, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, those guys, those those four in different, you know, situations have been having great matches. So I can't really be mad at it. It's a good little feud that's been building from nothing. So I can't uh, I can't be upset. The good wrestling is there. That's raw. That's a that's a pretty busy raw, Jeremy. And we got through this, uh, we got through this show on minimal sleep. Now I have to go fire off some questions for Sammy Callahan. I'm gonna sleep through Raw. That might be the plan. Now Raw looks good. I but I can catch highlights. I can I can catch highlights of, of Raw and I think I'll be okay. It it does look like a good show. Look, folks, it's been a long, long weekend. Okay. All right. I appreciate everybody. Do you wanna do you wanna wrap up, Joel? You want me to do my diatribe? Yeah, yeah, we can start wrapping up. It's been two hours. We we did the thing. We our contractual obligations to this channel have been fulfilled for a Monday morning. Okay, it's not a long weekend, everybody. I hope. Edge said this. Kenny Omega said this earlier this week. Whether you like AEW, whether you like WWE, I hope everybody got something out of this weekend in wrestling. So there was a lot of great wrestling this weekend. Uh, a ton, a ton of great wrestling. The different styles for different things. You got great surprises. Like, like Edge debuting. By the way, we didn't talk about this. That new era thing, which is Edge. Yeah, the rated, no, R era. rated R era. And the someone in the chat had mentioned earlier, like, yeah, the new era is a 50-year-old man era. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave this be. <laughs> this is this is why you got to listen to us, right? Because we did speculate of like, oh, maybe it's this ROH, New Japan type of thing. Like, who knows? We, we were not going as far as other people with like, oh, it's a max deal type of thing we speculated a little bit but uh i should give this person credit all the time i think it's paul Dri- jeff fellow driver um all it these is. uh drivers c- confuse me i think it's jeff fellow driver um speculate not expect we're gonna get a t-shirt we're not paying uh jeff fellow driver anything um yeah J- jeff fellow driver though speculate not expect we speculated my expectation was roh new japan like it was edge fine though no, no beef with that, I like that Tony clearly knew what he was doing. Like, I ain't clarifying nothing. I ain't giving you nothing on this. Like, it's built anticipation. Good on him. If you're disappointed, that's on you. Tony never said there was going to be an announcement. He never said anything but just new era. Rated R era. Technically, new era. If you're not happy with that, I don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to tell you. That's that's your own doing with this. Yep. That's all it is. Do you have anything to add before we plug up and get out of here? Uh, so where I was going before, we yes. had to talk about the new era stuff because we literally, it was a thumbnail for one of our shows. Um, and it was a lot of talk with the new era thing. A lot of great wrestling this past week. Uh, a lot of, whether it was professional wrestling matches, whether it was people leaving companies, in, entering into a new company. It's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan, everybody. Um, but it truly, it truly is. Like, it's fun. I don't fully like staying up until 4 a.m. covering press conferences, but overall, it is fun to be a wrestling fan. And I hope, I hope somebody, I hope everybody got something out of this weekend, whether it was a match, whether it was a moment, whether it was an interview, whether it was an interaction, whatever it was. I hope everybody just got a little something out of this weekend because these weekends make this fun. And as wrestling fans, we got to appreciate these these weekends that are seemingly like kind of the normal, which as someone who covers it for a living, I don't like. Uh, if I was just a fan, I'd probably appreciate this a lot more. 
But I hope everyone is appreciating like these big weekends with everything that we're getting in the world of professional wrestling. And I hope we don't lose sight of that. Even the most jaded person when it comes to the biggest moment of the weekend, me, Edge, don't care. I still got plenty out of this weekend. Go watch Brian Danielson and uh, Brian Danielson. I was going to say John Moxley. Watch Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Holy shit. Um, I don't know. That's all. We're back on Overbooked on Wednesday. Appreciate everyone who uh, left Super Chats. We don't see any of this. Uh, shit, we don't see any of it on the other channel either, Jeremy. What does it matter? Well, yeah, but you know, at least our, our contributors get, get that. We don't get... This is like nothing. I don't know what this goes to. Very um very sad right now. Let's it, stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh but but go go subscribe to fifeoverbooked.com, please. Fifeoverbooked.com. Tag talk, I believe, is on today, uh Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh check out the, the show with Haley and Kylie. I know they will have plenty to say about the show last night. Uh a bunch of stuff is up on Five Overbooked. Please support us over there. Um, yeah, in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Fightful Overbooked from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. Thank you again to Warrior Wrestling for for hooking us up with the the Santana interview. They've been great, great to us uh, in, in previous previous weeks and today with Santana. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to Santana um, for joining us in the the conversation we've had with him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is FMC with myself and SP3. Big Damian Lillard trade. If you if you don't like wrestling or if you have other interests outside of wrestling, we got we got a big Damian Lillard trade to talk about myself and SP3. SP3 is going to be on the spotlight this Thursday as well uh, as I will be headed to North Carolina. Um, so it'll be SP3 and Jensen on Thursday right here on YouTube.com slash Fightful main channel stuff uh, there. Oh, final thing. Gotta say this because I, I have to. Uh, it's my one year wedding anniversary. You know, there's the ring. Um, talking about this weekend and just how busy it was. To everybody that supports me, to everybody that supports Fightful, to everybody that appreciates all the hard work that I do, the 18 hours a day, the the, the sleepless nights, the covering Tony Khan press conferences until 4 a.m. and everything, to delivering all the news, to delivering content like this, to doing interviews with uh, the likes of Santana and, and things like that. None of it is possible without my lovely, beautiful wife uh, who does all the important stuff in our life, which is uh, taking care of our children and making sure all my, my life is organized outside of that. So one year ago, Joel Pearl was unfortunately there. Uh, SP3 was there as well. You were in a photo that like, I've asked so many times to crop you out of. And yeah, she won't do it. It's very upsetting. Is it the everybody photo? No, 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 no. It's it's her coming down uh, the aisle with the kids and everything. You're in that photo. Yeah, you got to crop like, you out of that. That's fine. Yeah, thank you. Oh. See, baby, like even Joel says we got to crop you. Crop that's out that's fine. That. It, that's not malicious. I'm used to malicious <laughs> stuff. Like you're in the way. Nah, I get it. I'm I'm a broad. <laughs> I get in the way. You put me on the aisle. You know what you're gonna get. I should have put my wife on the aisle, but that's just my. Yeah, opinion. you should have. Why that poor poor planning by you, Joel Pearl. She um, had more leg room than I did. It was fine. Everyone worked. <laughs> uh, but 
I appreciate all the support that, that comes along with this this job and the appreciation and everything. None of it is is possible without her. I could not do any of this without her. So supporting me and appreciating me and this website is supporting her because she has the tough job of all of this. And so I appreciate all of that as well. Um, yes. So I'm going to go spend my wedding anniversary sleeping probably. <laughs> Sleeping and writing notes about uh, Mike Santana. <laughs> yeah, shit. I got to. I got to transcribe that thing. I don't have to do notes, fortunately. If it's a Rob just... Wilson, it's fine. No, I'm, I'm running articles, baby. Like, oh, that's right. true. Not notes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You just said it. Yeah, I'm running articles right now. Uh, and thanks everybody for who said um, uh, uh, congratulations on the marriage. Factual. Yeah, I do it regardless, but also yep. factual. Yeah. Uh, I will say it as well. Happy anniversary to you both. Thanks, buddy. Being at that wedding was a ton of fun. Always good to to meet new friends and hang out with the ones I've known for a while. So it's nice to know one year later, everyone's still having the time of their life. And I hope it never ends. And I hope you guys continue to be happy and, and healthy together and the kids as well. So with that in mind, we'll be back Wednesday on Fightful Overbooked. Go over to youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. But on the way out today on this video, leave a thumbs up and subscribe to youtube.com slash Fightful. And of course, FightfulSelect.com. Go get your exclusive news there tonight. That sale ends. So get a year of Fightful Select for $51 or it's just five bucks a month. Yes, Jeremy Lambert. Uh, two things before you close out. One, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary, exactly. Wise Lovable. Uh, If you remind me on the 10th, if we have a show that day, I don't know what day that is. Uh, we, we will say it again. Two, uh, so as I said, one of the kids is homesick. You know the bit uh, of like, hey, remember Joel from the wedding? Yeah. Like, no. So the, the kid who was homesick just said, Joel was at the wedding? Yeah. Not memorable. Not yeah, memorable. Yeah. Never win. I I used to like those kids. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> anyway, I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We will see you on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Bifle Overbooked for another In the Weeds. Take care.